And we are live. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Wrestle Purist Podcast, episode number ninety-two, I believe, hosted by the usuals: myself, Charlie, Manny the Hooper, and Joe Hulbert. Got a lot to get into today. Of course, we're going to talk about AEW Dynamite. Uh, there's some big stars apparently nearing a return in Bray Wyatt and Thunder Rosa, so we're going to get into that. And uh, yeah, man. And whatever else comes up, really, we're going to talk some stuff. We're going to talk some graps, man. Uh, first things first, please like, subscribe, super chat if you're feeling generous. Always, always appreciate it. Please turn on post notifications. Hope everyone's doing good. I'm going to start with my fellow co host, Manny the Hooper. I'm feeling the hat tonight. How are you doing, you. though? I got this hat yesterday before, before class, and then uh, yeah, I've been busy, man, you know, just starting my new job stuff, and then. You know, playing with my dogs. Yeah, man. Nice. Normal day, normal day in the life of the hooper, you know? Well, for yeah. some reason, my dog was being super aggressive earlier. I mean, he was trying to lunge at me and all that stuff. And I just had to, like, throw him around and show him who's boss and stuff like that. And he calmed down. <laughs> well, I hope you've had a good day, you know? Sounds like it's been a pretty, uh, you know, uneventful for the Hooper. You know, there's usually a, a weird story about the yeah. San Antonio locals, you know, but not not this well, week. Well, well, today earlier I ate a burger where they had a hot dog in it. <laughs> what? Yeah. Oh, I guess. Say that again. There was a, there was a, I ate a burger. I, yeah. I went to Shake Shack and I didn't know if I wanted a hot dog or a hamburger. And they had a hot, they had a hamburger that had a hot dog in it. And I said. Explain what you mean by in it. Like, like how much of the hot dog? Explain. The hot dog. Like a, can you draw a diagram? The, on the whole, the whole. But like, was it like the no, bun? Or was it just the, like a? Not the bun, just the right. sausage. Just the glizzy. Yeah, the glizzy. Yeah. I yeah. assume so. I was just trying to figure. I was trying to visualize it. Yeah. Hey, Amen. I don't know if you're trying to give me say wiener or something like that. Or no, I was, just, I, was just to, <laughs> I was trying to imagine what you were talking about here. That's fine. Yeah. I appreciate it, man. Well, yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, we're all happy to see him, man. He's doing good, you know. Yes. Uh, but no mm-hmm. shirt. How you doing? Oh, yeah. I'm delighted. Overjoyed, thrilled, fired up, jubilant, triumphant. It's another beautiful day here in WrestlePurious land, and we have a blue background. We have we four fired up and excited co-hosts ready to talk about mm-hmm. professional wrestling, the sport we love, and uh, I couldn't be better. What a time to be alive, Monty. Here we it are is. again, folks. Peter <laughs> Avalon on my shirt. <laughs> Don't get any better than this. Making the around. sounds, you know, oh, yeah. <laughs> ready to go. Charlie, yeah. nice hair. Yeah. How are you doing? Thanks. It's still red. I haven't changed it again yet. Um, I'm doing good, though. Just had a pretty chill day. I had to take my nails off because a couple of them had snapped. So oh, I'm feeling pretty lost without the acrylics. I'll probably yeah, get them replaced soon. But yeah, yeah, I'm excited to talk about Dynamite. It, it was a fun time last night and some big news stuff about it. So I'm excited. Yeah, man. Um, why was, Monty, why did you not leave your throw to me with nice hair I, <laughs> I cut my hair this evening the shirt the shirt you know the shirt's the most well, you know it's a pretty yeah. dynamic look i'm going for here you know it's pretty it's pretty wild pretty wild have you ever seen yeah, one of these it's something you? new you know yeah I just, yeah. Uh, <laughs> never seen it before you know <laughs> uh, you know you're looking clean though brother you're looking clean i appreciate it bro i appreciate it it's a lot i appreciate it <laughs> Let's dive straight into some super chats, man. Because we have got a few. We appreciate them as always. Please keep them coming, and we're going to work for them. Uh, Karan, two hundred rupees. Appreciate you as always. RVD rules. First pick whenever I played any wrestling game. Not going to lie, pop. 
yeah, man, he was looking good last month. He was looking good Absolutely. last month. We didn't definitely get into that Indeed. one. And again, come around 200 rupees. Appreciate you again. Hot take. The Blackpool Combat Club elite feud underwhelmed. Great matches, but the proof is in the fallout. Hangman, red hot going in, now without direction. Max the same. Omega Takeshita feels underwhelming. Um, Omega Takeshita, I'd say, kind of at least give it till next week when they're actually going to do yeah. like, the big, you know, like, I guess you would assume mm-hmm. like the JR interview and you kind of have a more idea of the direction how they're going to play that out. And the hangman is actually the hangman point is actually, I think, pretty valid point to be honest yeah. because yeah. Like, that is true. Like, he did go into it red hot and now it's like he wasn't on dynamite last night. We don't know who he's facing at Wembley, etc. etc. Um, I guess it just depends on where your expectations were because you, you hear Blackpool Combat Club versus the Elite, and I think it's fair to say that all of us were like fantasy booking singles matches, Charlie mm-hmm. famously. <laughs> Begging, just begging for months for Nick Jackson versus Claudio, you know, and we just ne- we didn't get those singles matches that, you know, like when you think of a, a faction feud like that, that's kind of like where your mind goes to, isn't it? But the feud was good, but I do think it could have been better. So. It probably went a beat far. I think if it ends, it's difficult because I get why they wanted to do blood and guts, but I think it felt yes. like it was peaking for double or nothing to me personally. And yeah. I think the next month of it was kind of like extending it probably a step far, which is difficult because obviously the things that happened in that month that we, we're glad we had, but yes. I think that's part of it. And then the biggest thing is the follow-up, right? I mean, that's really the issue of some of the things brought up here is that the follow-up hasn't been as compelling, unfortunately. So Yeah. I mean, so, I don't know if I can blame the feud on the Kesha Omega because I mean, I think they've just been distracted with the Chris Jericho stuff. Yes. Yeah, eating up the, yeah. I mean, so I'm not putting the blame on that. And then if you look at Hangman, I mean, there's, we've all, we've all seen the rumors on Twitter. I mean, like we thought they were going to wrestle with the, the Dark Order or whatever, and then now the Bucks are wrestling. Honestly, yeah, FTR, you know, so, you know. Yeah. I know we always it's give many shit about Twitter rumors, but it actually feels very evident that's where they're going based on where Hangman's yeah. been since they've pivoted, right? Like, it, it does yeah. feel like he's kind of yeah. left spare yeah. there. So, hopefully, they've sang up their sleeve from him. Obviously, he should be in a big match on that show. It goes without saying. Absolutely. It's almost like Tony Khan looked at some of the matches that he had planned for Wembley and was like, no, <laughs> you know. Oh, hold on. <laughs> He probably yeah. woke up. He probably woke up from say, "Fuck, man, what am I cooking, bro? Like, what am I doing?" <laughs> <laughs> woke up out of a trance, you know. It's like, "Fuck, if the other we avoided disaster, it was fine. We avoided disaster. Yeah. We, yeah. we got the tag match that this podcast was definitely oh. holding for, so uh, we're going to get into that as well. So, very happy over here. But we'd like to see some direction for the Hangman because you know Absolutely. he's great. So, speaking of great, Harry Kane. $2. Joe, you got any leather hose and I can borrow? <laughs> Love for Harry Kane. Why is it? I don't know. He's going to Germany, though, only God bless. Um, medical tonight, they're saying? Is that what the word is, Money? You're more locked in than I am. Oh, no. You, you've, uh, like we were just talking about, the, the double punch of the one two punch of Jose Mourinho and Antonio Conte yeah. just killed your Spurs fandom, you know? And yeah, I can't say I blame you, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I've said it before, um, my only sports teams are um, FTR and the Usos, and one of them don't even <laughs> exist anymore, so I, uh, I'm i out of the game, really, folks. It's good luck to him. Hopefully he goes and wins yeah, stuff. Harry here. Kane. Uh, Where's he going? Is he going to Bayern? Maybe. Yeah. They've agreed a fee, but apparently he's uh, he's leaning towards staying at Spurs, but it's kind of, yeah. we'll see how it plays out, you know. Well, 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 folks. Um, but yeah. We're playing Bayern. Shout out the soccer fans. Um, uh, Ibrahim and Niang. Ibu, back up hangman, as many of you know him as. 499, appreciate him. 
RVD and Sting were the coolest parts of Dynamite, enduring figures in the business, who for this generation of up-and-comers are figures to be iconic. Um, <laughs> of course. I don't know if you qualify as an up-and-comer, but yeah. <laughs> I, uh, it's always difficult because I think it's very hard to tell. There are some guys from yesteryear that are very fondly remembered that at the time were not beloved on shows such as this. You know, mm-hmm. so it's always hard to tell. I think it's pretty obvious that MJF is headed to be in, yeah. in the history books in some form or fashion. I think there's going to be whatever the equivalent of Twitter is in 30 years, we'll be posting clips of Darby Allen bumps going, this dude wasn't real. Um, mm-hmm. There's a couple that come to mind straight away. But, uh, the the one that came to mind besides the same Punk one was uh, Moxley. I just think, I think if people are going to look back and be like, I can't believe Ambrose and Moxley were the same person. Yeah. Yeah, People no, do that now. I do yeah. that sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> you see, you see how he, he started bleeding on that yes. suicide dive. I was just like, bro, that's fucking. <laughs> spontaneously <laughs> combusted. You know, <laughs> instead of flames, he just bursts into like bloodied marks. You know, it's marks, man. So it's um, got the yeah, he's got that scar tissue, brother. You know, <laughs> that neat there, that neat there scar tissue, brother. You know, <laughs> but yeah, man. Um, I think those were pretty good shouts, to be fair. Max came to mind for me, but the up-and-comer part of the question kind of threw me off, you know. Um, yeah. MJF is obviously an obvious answer. Derby is a good answer. Um, it's uh, not a ton. The business isn't exactly rich with up-and-comers in the States in general, for being honest, let alone ones that will be iconic, right? There's like, a lot of not... good guys, but there's like in terms of like yeah. truly like great, do you know what I mean? Under yeah. 30, there's, um, there's a few, you know. If you're just keeping it to AEW, uh, you know MJF, Dobbs. Um, well, you know if Tony Khan signs RVD, he might he might influence the next generation too. If he wrestles on that. <laughs> <like that. laughs> uh, hey man, I'm for it. But yeah, man, that's uh, that's the best we got right now. Uh, Darren Walker, five pounds. Appreciate you as always. I don't follow New Japan Pro Wrestling as much as. I don't follow New Japan Wrestling as much, but enjoyed the article from Charlie. She's fantastic and a fellow Arsenal fan too. Yeah, man, go check that out. Charlie's a brilliant breakdown of the G1 blocks. And uh, God bless her, man, because she watched all those matches. You know? I did. There was a lot of matches. There was a lot of evil matches. There was a lot of Chase oh. Owens matches. Yeah. There was a lot of Renderita matches. And, uh, oh, that's <laughs> I had to get it in. Um, <laughs> I, got, I have to call Monty out for this, but on his, on his private account, he posted like a 20 second clip of Renneria. <laughs> That's it. I didn't even message him about this, but I thought, what a prick recording his screen just to t- <laughs> He's got 20 people on his burner so I can see Renneria's forearms. <laughs> Just not good enough, John. Man, he's, oh, he's got to leave the gimmick, you know. He's, got, he's just not cutting it. But yeah, man, Charlie's uh, Charlie subjected herself through all of that, and uh, she, you know, she broke it down for you people, and she's done a very good job. And uh, go go read that over on our website right now, uh, or you can just simply scroll through our Twitter and you'll find it within uh, not too long. But appreciate you, Darren. Appreciate the support Thanks, as Darren. always. Yeah, good stuff, good stuff from our. For my good friend Charlie, the Arsenal fan. Um <laughs> Masson 84, 199, appreciate you. Uh Rob Van Dam, Omega, not happening equals promotional man practice. <laughs> I I have to apologize. I think it was Mavs fan, but on a worldwide a while ago, this came mm-hmm. up. And I'm pretty sure it was Mavs fan brought up and I was like, it's over. Because this is when I was doing my 2010 TNA watch, and I was like, let it go, Rob's finished. Folks, 
He's back. The big man is back again in 2023. Book it. I'm ready. I said it was one of my dream matches, man. I, I said, you did. Yeah. I, I knew I, I knew you still had it in me, man. Like wrestling in front of 400 people, you know, at TNA, man. That's not really going to do. You have to be in front of like 8,000, 9,000 people, you know, to get the juice flowing. Bright lights. Let's get him on Wembley. Yeah, you said bright light. lights. Yeah. All of the greats. They just need some bright lights sometimes, you know, Monty? Yeah, definitely, brother. You know, right. Like, when he, when he, 2010s when he did, TNAs. Yeah. Yeah. Who was Troy back then? Good question. <laughs> when, he, when, when RVD did that murder hawk freaking twisty kick to jo- Jack Perry, I thought he killed him. So did yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, pretty common, pretty common thought when all that went down, you know. Um, but yeah, man, shout out RVD again. Um, Willie, no, no, no. Y'all should read Trevor Dave's all in blog on his free site. Really thoughtful writing that isn't common in wrestling media. He was able to express how I feel about all in better than I ever could. Yeah, yeah probably, I'll probably check it out to be honest. Um, yeah. Because like usually, the, you know, yeah, wrestling wrestling features are usually pretty like bland, you know. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like we we try to kind of step out of that circle a bit, you know. And uh, but we don't really do kind of like the overarching like these are my thoughts on the leading lead up to all in, you know. Right. Like we don't we kind of like do like match reviews or like similar to like what Charlie's done, you know. And then even that what Charlie's done is like really expansive compared to what like we normally do. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it is good that like people like Trevor can you know, still do that stuff and it gets like decent traction, you know. Um Absolutely. we need more thoughtful writing in wrestling like we do, you know. Because uh, there's too many people with like the same takes and you know pretty like uh like, bland overarching opinion, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. uh definitely something I'll I'll be checking out. Um sad Roddy Strong, five dollars. My neck hurts and my best friend has betrayed me, but I hope you still love me, John. Nope. It's over. I moved on. Um, oh, come on. <laughs> we, can't, we can't lose Hover on Team Strong. I would never, that's never going to happen. I have subscribed to multiple wrestling services to watch Roddy Strong matches in front of 20 people. I'll always be there. I would like you to start wrestling again soon, Roddy, if that's uh, possible. Um, but I suppose this is, I got to be honest, guys. I feel guilty for this on some level because I was looking last night at this program and I saw Roddy with an neck brace and I thought, how did he get this neck? I forgot how he got it, and then I realized it was the big man. It was Joe. It was the match that I wished for, and it appears that I have sacrificed Roderick Strong's neck and uh, dignity, seemingly, <laughs> in order to get that match. He hasn't wrestled since, so I mean, He's I just want to apologize. Yeah, I want to apologize. For I do want to say about Roddy's that. Man, he's been phenomenal in that in his role of being a good sad boy. You know, he's he's doing he's really his good. best. He's trying his best. Yeah, he's he's like, when when MGF started roasting him, the sadness in his eyes just like screamed through the TV, and I said, "Yeah, this guy gives this guy an Oscar. This guy's really he's, good." His delivery of are you going to let him talk? You're going to talk was, to me like well, that? That was funny. Yeah, that was funny. He was so sad. You know. Yeah. God bless, yeah. man. We I love Roddy. We love Roddy, <laughs> so we'll, he'll figure it out. You know, he's got two new friends, and we'll see where that goes. You know, what, let's start with that. Let's start with that AW Dynamite recap, and we're just gonna kind of uh, we're gonna jump through the highlights and stuff. But we'll start there since we're already talking about it. Only we will uh, start off with that in my review with Roddy Strong. Hey, man, the right thing to do. So uh, let me just find the quick. Um, Alright, so uh, they come to the ring. MJF thinks they're going to be doing a like, face-to-face promo for the match at All In, and he starts doing like these really like corny insults and stuff. And uh, you know they were like they were funny corny though. 
And uh, Adam Cole cuts him off. Like, stop, stop. This ain't, this ain't what I'm trying to do. You know, he's talking about how, like, you know, it's such a big show and he wants to go all in. Speaking of all in, proposed the match idea of uh, challenging for the ROH tag team titles versus Aussie Open on all in zero hour before, of course, main event in Wembley. Um, MJF called Cole a pervert for suggesting this, but he eventually warmed to it and he, uh, and he agreed, you know. And uh, as he agreed, enters the man at the bottom of my screen. Sad Roddy Strong, neck braced up, and he's like, "I can't, I just can't believe that you do this to me." You know, <laughs> teaming up with MJF and not me. You know, it's like, what, what, are you, what are you doing, man? And uh, MJF just fucking, you know, he, he grabs some more. Can he just, he just murders him? You know, <laughs> he just <laughs> unrelenting, just spitefulness, Joe Hulbert. And, Indeed, um, as previously Indeed. mentioned, you know, Roddy's like Cole. You're gonna, you let him talk to me like that, like you know. Mm-hmm. And, always knew, always knew you wasn't blah blah blah, a real friend, etc. And then the Kingdom come out and he hugs the Kingdom and they kind of give like a smirk to Adam Cole. And then Cole gets mad at MJF and pushes him. And then they have kind of a bit of tension and the hug and make up. And that's kind of that's the end of the segment. But um, yeah, man, uh, Roddy, man, he's uh, he's got some new friends, Joe. He does. One quick thing before we get into the segment, because there's a lot to get into here, clearly. It's been interesting. Since they brought the kingdom, I don't want to say up to TV or the main roster, but you get what I mean. Since they've been around this lot, Maria has not been with them once, right? No. Which is fascinating to me. I'm, that's kind of a bizarre... I don't know if that's setting up some sort of swerve or that's just, the, they're just, that's just where they're going. I don't know. But uh, nonetheless, I thought this segment was, was really good. Last week, I very hesitantly made the comparison of, of The Rock for MJF. I will continue to be hesitant because I know it's like a, it's one of those comparisons you want to avoid, right? The Rock is very, but you got to say, this was him, like, this was a full Dwayne Johnson take <laughs> on the MJF character. Like, this was, I mean, and you know, there's a comment in the chat there about Billy Gunn. It was literally like his take on that. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I thought he was terrific here. These segments are the most over thing in the whole promotion. I think it goes without saying. And personally, and this is going to be the big topic coming out of it, is the, the zero hour thing, which appears to have been polarizing. I've got to be honest. I think this is really compelling. Like I'm really intrigued by this. Um, I think it adds a certain uncertainty to the whole thing, a sort of doubt to the whole thing. I'm fascinated by the finish of that zero hour match because a big part of me is thinking they wouldn't do the angle on zero hour. But at the same time, the fact they've decided to put that on the same night as the match itself is fascinating. Like, I'm really intrigued as to the direction here. So that's the main takeaway for me, but the segment as itself, I, I enjoyed thoroughly. Very good stuff as always from these two. Yeah, man, it was... Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. And that's a good... In a good way, yeah. though, you know? Yeah. Um, well, but like you said, it was kind of polarised. And a lot of people are like, oh, Aussie Open should be having like a real match. Do you know what I mean? like, Well, I'd rather yeah, watch them. That's what I mean. I'd rather watch them wrestle MJF and Adam Cole and like... Action Andretti and Darius Martin, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, no offense well, to them two, but it's like it's just a better match, isn't it? Look, Monty, man, some teams gotta be sacrificed. It looks like Aussie Open is gonna be the ones to be sacrificed on uh, on all. <laughs> so, um, I think I think they're gonna win the belts. <laughs> you, okay, so you, you think they're winning the belts, Manny? I think they're winning them. So, are you so you think no shenanigans? They win the belts with the double clothesline or whatever it may be, and we roll into the pay per view. With the things in the same place, they'll just have belts now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's very mm. interesting. I don't think you're wrong. I just 
I'm intrigued, but why would they do that on the same night? You know, part of me, mm-hmm. I think they're going to win, but at the same time, I'm not sure because it seems like Tony Khan's really all in on FTR, uh, FTR, uh, Aussie Aussie Open. Open. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, is he is he going to just sacrifice them so they can just be on Dynamite, or because they've been on Dynamite, you know, with the belts? So I, I don't know. Yeah, but I think I think they're going to win. And I, the one thing I'm going to say on the segment was uh, I laughed at Ro- at Roddy just saying, "I'm an ROH legend," like just emphasizing <laughs> that. <lady. laughs> What a beast. <laughs> and he is, you know. One of, the, one of them. You know? Yeah. He's on the list, you know. Uh, Charlie, where do you think this is going? Do you have any guesses as of yet? No, I don't have any guesses. I do. Hmm. I, when they, like, started talking about the match, I was just like, that's so fucking random. But I'm really happy for Aussie Open to be in such a cool spot, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if MJF and Adam Cole win the belts, to be honest. Like it wouldn't shock me if they did it, but because I don't actually think the turns happening at all in. I know everyone's convinced that that's how the show's going to end. That one of them's going to turn. I don't think it will happen there. I think mm. they're going to like have the match and it will end however it ends, and then they'll just like hug and that's how the show's going to go out. It's going to end in confetti or whatever. So yeah, cause I don't know. Um, it, yeah, it's good that you bring that up. To be honest, because like I was obviously I've I had the. The pitch that a lot of people have had, like, over the past few weeks of, like, you know, you do the cold turn in the main event, mm-hmm. etc. But it's like, now that, like, they could potentially win in some tag belts, yeah. it's like, this might have, um, this might be going a bit longer, you know? Yeah. Um, and you just do, like, a tension spot, you know, at the end of, uh, at the end of All In rather than a full-on break. And then they have this, you know, they've got the tag titles and it's like, how do they operate around that, you know? Yeah. Um, because yeah, like originally I was thinking it would be cool to just do like the Adam Cole turn in the main event, but mm-hmm. this kind of uh now I just don't know, you know? I, don't I, know. I just, I just I don't know. I saw a lot of turn. I'm not knocking these stages. We have you know his opinions ultimately, but I saw people yeah, saying like, like would they do this with insert famous main event of yesteryear? And it's like no, they didn't do that, but that's kind of why this appeals to me because this does yeah. feel like a like Frankly, a borderline insane play on the biggest show you've ever, mm-hmm. you've ever done to book this match. And I again, I say that with love because I appreciate the kind of uh, creativity. is not balls of it, man. But yeah, yeah like it's kind of weird and daring and odd and it catches you off guard. And it makes you wonder that it adds a certain doubt, a cloud over things. And I, I don't know. I've, I find it very compelling. Obviously, there are some scenarios here that are like nightmare situations. And I assume MJF yeah, is going to put together a match that is... Uh, you know, much more house show-esque, yeah. I think. I, I'm not sure he's going to be going up to Mark Davis saying, give me your hardest job, bro. Let's go. Let's <laughs> tear it up, you know. The it vision of them trying to hit the double clothesline on either Kyle or Davis is so funny because right. they're both over six foot tall. So it I did, don't know yeah. how that's going to work. I, I still, that, I still that think... That did for sure. Go on, Manny. I still think that they're going to still have a serious tag mixed in with that. I mean, yeah. I think I think, I think, think both are going to... I don't know how you're going to do because I... I honestly think that both the tag matches go like twenty minutes at the most, and then the, mm-hmm. the main events probably going to go a little bit longer. Twenty, you think? Yeah, I think. I, I think they're. Gonna, I think longer than that. But... Huh? Yeah, FTL Bucks are going to go a while, but yeah, we'll see. Yeah. yeah. No, no, I was talking about the Aussie Open and. Uh, oh, like, I oh. thought you said both oh, the tag okay. matches. I was just like, yeah. oh. No, and then uh, yeah. I, I, it, it really hit. Out. It really hit me yesterday, like after watching that segment, being like, man. Adam Cole and MJF really feel like the biggest things in this company right now. Mm-hmm. Like, My fault. And then, and it, then I was like, man, that main event feels huge. Like, yeah, it was like the two biggest stars are actually going to wrestle each other. So I'm actually really excited. 
They could do something as well, like um, if they don't do the big break um, at all in. So like, say they do win the tag titles, they could defend mm-hmm. them against the kingdom. You know, yeah. and that and that would be another interesting, you know, uh, chapter in the story. So, I mean, that could be where they do a turn. Do you know what I mean, or something like that. So, yeah. um, they if, with something like that, they like the kingdom could set the challenge. But if Carla Riley's ready to come back, they could do a swerve and be like, "Well, you're actually facing Carl and Roddy," and then that's what throws them Adam mm-hmm. off enough that they lose the belts like almost immediately. So, like, yeah. they'd be transitional, but. That's not going to matter to them. It's yeah. Adam Cobb and MJF. It's not going to affect mm-hmm. them in the long run. Yeah, it's the ROH title, like, you know. <laughs> yeah. And people like being worried about Aussie Open, they're going to be slotted straight into whoever wins like FTR Bucks to feud yeah. with them. So I'm not worried at all well, about them losing the tag belts. On that note, very, very kind of tiny spoiler here for Mpage, but I know that Aussie Open's promo after that, they have a squash on Friday mm-hmm. and they have a promo that's very much built around the idea of we're the best tag team in the world. Yeah. And there was a lot of buzz they would be FTR's opponents at Wembley when they first signed their deals. I definitely think your point could come soon, like come to fruition sooner than even we realize, because there's a pay-per-view the week after Wembley. So I think yeah. I think Aussie Open affected in regardless of what happens at Wembley. But uh, yeah, I agree completely. Yeah, man. Um definitely a lot of ways you can take this. And uh, you know, Roddy, man. We're we're all feeling for you, brother. You know, uh, I'm I'm happy you found some real friends, you know. Um, How would a faction of Roddy, Kyle Riley, and the Kingdom look like? How would they look? Shoot, man. Yeah. Good shit. Uh, Bang Maria in there as well. You know, you, you yeah, could pretty be Maria. Yeah. <laughs> It wouldn't oh, be the most sort of dynamic. It feels so awesome to be in my head on the screen. Yeah. While we're talking about Adam and MJF, though, they finally <laughs> did the graphics. I'm so excited that they yes, finally indeed, done they them. Did. So shout out to whoever actually pitched that in AEW and got it done because I was whoever sh- for months. <laughs> whoever finally showed Tony Khan a tweet, you know. Yes. <laughs> Thank shout you. out whoever did that. <laughs> um, but yeah, finally we got like you know the classic, mm-hmm. um, nostalgic at this point. All in uh, graphics of the talent. Yeah, yeah definitely. It genuinely is. But, yeah, man, love it. It's like you see the MGF one, like the old one next to the new one. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, he's all grown up now, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, I'm not God opening bless. match to the main event. How cool! Mm-hmm. Yeah. God and then the the other ones where it's like, you know, guys that were linked. To, like Adam Cole, obviously, has been linked to the Elite yeah. for the longest time, and he was elsewhere at the time. And even when I saw the FTR one, it was like. That was when they did that show. Was when the whole thing was going on with the Bucks would put in their bio, you know, one day yeah. we'll wrestle the revival, and the, it just it's just mm. fascinating the way like these things come together. Adam Cole is going to main event all in, and the road to that point is more winding than we ever could have imagined, but it got there yeah. in the end. So. Well, it's funny because Britt Baker said a long time ago that that WWE didn't even let Adam Cole be at the show. So yeah. I mean, now he's the main eventing it. So fucking rules. Mm. Yeah, man. Good stuff. Good stuff going into AEW all in. Um, Manny, what was your favourite part of Dynamite last night? Uh, RVD and Jungle Boy. Absolutely. Let's uh, let's get into it, man. Rob Van Dam, he was looking good, man. Like, yeah. When he first made his entrance, you know, everyone popped for the song, of course. But, you know, we kind of walked a little gingerly down there. It's been a couple of warning signs, you know. But as soon as that bow rang, brother, he was, uh, he was all in. Excuse the pun. Um, he, he was looking good, man. Apparently, there was a report from uh, Sean saying that people in AEW are very happy with his performance, and it's not surprising, man. Not surprising at all. But this is good stuff. Jack Perry eventually gets away with the win after, you know, a bit of cheating. 
even though it was uh, FTW rules, but, you know, he still, he still hit the low blow and the roll up, etc. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we got away with the title, but a very good, very good, uh, impressive showing from RVD. He's probably the story coming out of there. And um, we'll see if he makes it on the all-in card, because I still think that's on. So, um, oh, he better yeah, be. Man. <laughs> After a performance like that, I'm also kind of, if you, so anybody I don't know for NBA, there, I think it happened in 2000. 11 or 12 or whatever happened, it was when the Clippers didn't let uh, DeAndre Jordan out of his hotel room. They tried to they tried to keep him hostage so he wouldn't sign with the Mavericks. I hope Tony Khan did that with uh, with Rob Van Dam. He said, "Bro, you ain't leaving this arena until you sign this deal. I'm here. To, I'm going to give you 700k, bro. You're signing and you, you're a wrestler now for all. The, hey, man, you make that face, but bro, he's going to Hooper. If you and I had a promotion, could you imagine the money we would burn through on our on our projects? <laughs> and, my, and my pitch to it would be like, you give him all this money, we'll make it back on the merch. You see his you see his merch with the crazy <laughs> stuff on it. Many many said the words there in a row. My pitch is, we give him all this money. <laughs> <laughs> now beautiful. I'm look, man. I'm with it. Ain't my money. God bless. Give me his graphic. Yeah, man, let's, let's let's spend this billionaire's money. You know, let's, 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 let's do it. I'm all for it. You know. Yeah, then but yeah. Like, man, we got new TV rights coming up. Man, we'll we'll be able to afford it. There you go. <laughs> but yeah, cool. But big man was looking good. He was. He's he's at that point where like you can tell physically he's he's beat up, but he's the muscle memory is such that he can do almost mm-hmm. all of his stuff. Flawlessly, like it's a step slower, but it looks great. It's just getting him from A to B sometimes. Yeah. Um, like it kind of dawned on me last week, and we talked about this then. Like I was very out on this idea; it just didn't interest me. But it dawned on me as I saw him last week. I thought I've mistaken Rob being washed for Rob just not caring about the places he'd been previously. And I think it was pretty apparent here that like Rob was really motivated and wanted to show out and, and give the people something worth it. I mean, they were obviously on board. You know, people love Rob Van Dam, but. He made it. I think he really worked a level. Where he was making it clear to the audience, "I'm not here to just be like a nostalgia. I want to bring it. You know, I want to I want to do my legacy proud." And I thought he did. I thought we had a great performance. Um, credit to the agent on this. The, the, I thought this was really well put together. We had a really good job of giving it set pieces, letting Rob his signature stuff, and and just the flow from one to the next. I thought was really well done. So uh, I thought this was a, a smash hit considering the circumstances. It's probably the best Rob Van Dam match since like. Best singles Rob match for a long time. Folks. In the past um, I, decade, you know. <laughs> I mean, honest, because I know he went back to. The, he must have. He probably had a good one when he went back to WWE with someone. I don't think he wrestled. Right? Uh, did, he, did he wrestle with them again? Yeah, you know when he went back in like 13, 14, It was still nearly a decade. Mm. Decade change, you know, around that space. But um, I don't know. I didn't watch that run, but it's been a while. I'll put it that way. He looked. I thought he looked really good here. I enjoyed the match a lot. I will say his his uh, five star splash still beautiful. Mm. It's awesome. Yeah. Muscle memory, brother, as Halbert said. Uh, Charlie, you into this? I was. I was excited after about it after seeing the crowd reaction for RVD last week. And he delivered, man. This was such a fun match. Like Him and Jack Perry had more chemistry than I was actually expecting. And I'm high on Jack Perry anyways. So, But they worked together really well. I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, a lot of people have brought up the, uh, you know, the 180, you know. Um, yeah. I was even cool that, bro. Tomahawk kick, I don't know. Yeah, so some shit like that, you know. <laughs> no, no, man. Like, Guillotine, I, you know. Um, I'm all in on karate, man. I mean, shit, man. If you're gonna move like fun. that when you're 50, fuck, man, I'll do some karate. 
Tez popped huge and um, they went to an ad break and Excalibur was like, that, that reminds you of that conversation we had earlier because Van Damme is like infamous for being one of like the stiffest pro wrestlers ever. And Tez was saying, oh, yep, still there. <laughs> still the Van Damme that I wrestled all those years. I mean, it is, seriously, Tez was talking about wrestling, Rob, and it's like Tez hasn't been full-time active for, what, 22 years? Something like been that? A minute, man. Yeah. Been a and long Rob's out there, minute. Rob's out there playing the hits. They're peers. It's, it's staggering. So, God bless him. I, I really like Jungle. Like Jungle Boy to me was always like a cool wrestler and all that or whatever. But I thought last night he looked he was awesome, just copying the moves of Rob Van Dam and all that. I was like maybe you should just add, just add all his offense to his offense and you know just be like very an good, ECW man. wrestler. Yeah, he's very good. Yeah, man, very, very good, good stuff. Good stuff. Um, hoping we get some sort of tag match at All In. You know, yeah. you know, Hook mm-hmm. and Rob Van Dam versus Jack Perry and. Sabu. I don't know. Put him him back with Christian, Jack, and have Christian do the bit of he's actually the greatest ECW champion of all time, Um, which I believe was Cardona's bit, but like, you know, let like a good wrestler do it and then Hmm. go from there. I'm sorry, folks. That was unnecessary. I took a very, I took a long way back around there. That was unnecessary. Christian would be great with that, though, to be fair, right? Yeah, like, he would. <laughs> as a true ECW legend, I can tell you folks, like, <laughs> he would make magic with that, for sure. Doing that alongside the, like, he is the TNT champion yes. bit, is that such a good combo? <laughs> um, yeah, so I dive into a couple more Super Chats, if no one's got anything else to add. Right, all right. Super Chats. Um AT four ninety nine super chat appreciate you respectfully. You guys not being on yesterday was a goddamn travesty. What the hell was that about? You know, I just uh, just I didn't make the town, brother. You know, it's ruled. Uh... It's actually ruled what happened here because <laughs> I couldn't make the show anyway. I text Monty like two three hours before our usual show time. I was like, "Sorry, bro, I can't I can't make the town tonight." And he was like, "That's fine, we're not doing it." <laughs> didn't make cause that much trouble. So we do we do the watch along as well. So it's like you know you yeah. can join us over on Twitch, you know, and watch Dynamite with us. So uh, like we still done something yesterday. It's just uh yesterday earlier on in the day, I knew I was going to be uh busy with a few different things, and it was just like if some really big breaking news or something comes up, then we'll go live. But if not, we'll just do the watch along tonight. So that's what we went with. And the Wednesdays will be kind of like. You know, look, maybe we'll do it, maybe we won't. It's just that we've been doing it consistently now for, yeah. you know, quite a few weeks. So people, of course, got used to the time slot. But, um, yeah, man, watch along up on our Twitch. And that's kind of – that will definitely be something that we do every Wednesday, though. Yes. So, uh, yeah, we'll still do some Wednesdays. It's kind of my long answer to that one. Um, Andrew the Giant, five pounds. Appreciate you. Speaking of up and comers, can't forget about Dom and Rhea continuing to pop numbers. All just so WWE seem to be very behind Dom. Can he deliver? Bro, he's already delivering. Like, um, I was talking to Ibu about this and he went on to do a tweet about it. Dom is like legitimately the biggest draw in in NXT USA network like wow. history, which mm-hmm. is um, just because they may have done like better numbers in the Wednesday night, in like the Wednesday night raw. No, Wednesday Night War era, like when they were going head to head with Dynamite and it was still fresh on TV and stuff like that. And they still had like the Adam Coles and stuff of the world. But um, that was more of like a collective. But in terms of like one singular draw, Dom Mysterio is moved the needle to like, I think they've done like a 0.23 on fucking Tuesday, which yeah. is like, that's not that far off Dynamite, bro. Dynamite done a 0.29 last night. 
you know? Yeah. And it's like, Dom's got them back up to like, I think they're around 750s, 750 viewership, point two. Yeah, it's just, he's a draw, also, bro, a legit draw. Also, Rhea should have come up. And we're talking about like, you know, younger wrestlers who will be yeah. iconic. Or, I mean, Rhea's definitely getting one. Yeah, I, I was trying to keep it AEW, like, to be honest. Oh, yeah, um, but yeah, Rhea, definitely, bro. Definitely. Yeah. I want everybody to get your spreadsheets out and start making your case for Domisterio as an Observer Hall of Famer. You see the way he's moving those those viewerships? Just save that yeah. for when you when you vote him in 20 years. Manny's a true student. The game, some of you folks out there, when you hear spreadsheet, you might think like star ratings. Manny has gate receipts. He has his demos. Yes. He, has, he studies the game, you know, the business more than anything else. That's why, that's why he's the hooper. Tremendous. Yeah, Good stuff, good stuff. Uh, Yuzora Heart, $5. I want Hangman's match set, but I'm equally put off by Punk seemingly going for a fifth Joe match. Surely there's better option. Where is Jay White? So I'm all in on Samoa Joe, so... Um, yeah, me too. <laughs> I'm all in on Punk I'm Joe. I'm not going to say no to seeing Punk Joe live. Uh, yeah, Jay man. White was on... He's been on Dino... He's been on Collision, man. It's a cutout or in person. He's been there. <laughs> Person. Yeah, I am uh, intrigued to see what Jay White's going to be doing at All In. He's another one. It's just like it feels like we should have the match already, but it's I think he might just be on All Out. To be honest, um, mm. that might be Punk's All Out match. You know, um, it could be. Yeah. It could be. It feels like, like I mean, I don't love their chemistry, but it feels like Punk and Ricky have to wrestle again at some point. Oh like, no, Jay White! No, not, I, I get, I get it, but like he beat the hell out of Steamer. You know, he beat out like Ricky Steamboat, bro. Yeah. Yeah, you can't just get away with that. Yeah, it would have surprised me if yeah. that does end up being the Grand Slam match, though. I'll wrestle him. Listen, folks, I'll be at <laughs> Ricky Steamboat. I'm throwing my name in the hat. I'm in Chicago. What? I'll be at Wembley, too, for that matter. I'm a fan, absolute Ricky Stars. You crossed the line, brother. You crossed the line. <laughs> 100%. Oh, man. I would just, let, I would just give Ricky with like a warning. Just don't do that again. You know, We don't need to see another, another mediocre match between these two guys. I mean, I'm fine. Hey man, uh, regardless of like um, whether you thought the match was blow away or not good or anything, it definitely the people were all for it, you know. Like that atmosphere yeah, on Saturday was like great, you know, which is hilarious because it was on at the same time as SummerSlam and that had the most heat yeah. of any match <laughs> that I saw that weekend. So, um, the people are still into it, even if the matches aren't five star blow away, mm-hmm. you know. And I don't think they're bad at all, I think they're actually, no. I thought it was pretty good, I had a good time with it, yeah, but sure. Yeah, man. Um, we'll that SummerSlam point you made, mate, was that's such a like because <laughs> I watched them both on delay, and so I watched Collision first. It was extraordinary to go from a building that had around four or five thousand and sounded like that to the stadium, yeah. literally ten times as many <laughs> as many people, and it was like there was no heat. It was bizarre, incredible, incredible watching mm. one after the other. So weird. American crowds for WWE shows are. Fascinating. Even AEW shows, like the crowd for Double or Nothing was questionable sometimes, so it's very weird. Yeah, it's always weird when that happens, because you never quite... There's certain cities that have, uh, you know, you can put a red circle around and be like, oof, they're they're not the best atmosphere, you know, but in in most cases, it's like, you don't know until you get there on the night, and the crowd ain't moving for you, you know, so... Yeah. You know, What do you guys think Hangman's match is going to be? It feels like... Jay is the natural answer because they're the two guys we've circled. Yeah, that seems like the obvious. But then the problem is like, who wins that match? Like, Jay. You don't want to. Yeah. yeah, I would have you Jay win be... through shenanigans because yeah, of like can. this isn't a one and done. 
feud so you can run that up for like a month and a half i think as hangman's next program so we all agree jay is a single star but is there a team they can wrestle him and juice just for this show specifically because it is only god we're two weeks away you know it might be the it might be the i don't know who it would be necessarily is there a tag team that needs to be on this show yeah yeah lucha bros is a good option Maybe. Obviously, Aussie Open are already on the show now. Books right. and FTR, they're already on the show now. So, um, yeah, Lucha Bros would probably no. be the next top tag team. Right. Yeah. We'll see Jay as a, as a singles guy here very shortly, and he won a singles match on Saturday. But on AEW TV, as of late, it's going to be, be fair to Juice Robinson, right? They've been doing it together very yeah. much, and they've been great. So, it's tough, man. Sony put Dragon, on the uh, Dragon Master is saying, what about Heyman and Ibushi? Dave did. Dave did say Ibushi was going to be on the show, right? So I mean, I think I don't know. Did it? Maybe he did. Uh, it's a good point as well. Like, I remember seeing them against changes. I remember seeing this as well. Okada did say that he wants to be at Wembley, so it's like yeah. from Tony Khan for getting Everyone, him on Wembley. You know what I mean? Shingo's in town as well. Like Hangman vs Shingo is a match that I've been talking about for like three weeks. Yeah, yeah that would be great. So that who's Charlie? You probably know better than us. So. Mm-hmm. Shibata's in town, right? Yes. Ishii. <clears throat> yep. Uh, Shingo, you just said. Any other heavy hitters from New Japan? Actually, Virginia. Exactly. Uh, the card, right? But any yeah, Elvis Parados or anything? Uh, not that I know of. So El Fantasma. <laughs> El Fantasma is in town. David huh? Finley's in town. There's a team Oh, my like God. <laughs> the Bullet Club. Civil War team. that laugh man. <laughs> I'm gonna, look, I'm gonna be honest, folks. If they throw up a bullet club civil so war, if that graphic comes up, Charlie will pop huge, and the only other person in Great Britain that will pop will be Papa Holby. Will go, well, hold on, <laughs> bullet club civil war. Hang on a second. Oh, good shit. Yeah, good stuff. I, I I want it just because it would be so funny, and I would enjoy it, I, and everyone else would hate it. <laughs> Honestly, and I know this isn't doesn't make for the best content at times, but I've reached the point of Wembley where it's like total Zam, where it's like this show's gonna fucking rule. <laughs> mm-hmm. They could they could honestly put Finley on there in a single, and I'd be like, good for Charlie, you know, I'll be there, I'll be yeah. fine, you know. Like, I'm uh, look, they're doing Bucks FTR. We're, we're playing with house money, you know. It's, yes. That's all we need. Everything <laughs> else cool. is just a bonus at this yeah, point. I'm gonna throw a match out there that I want to see. Oh. I just thought about it right now. Cool, I want to see Shibata versus Nigel McGuinness. I'm just throwing that out there. Wow. Christ. <laughs> like oh, a science yeah. experiment. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Oh, my God. Pushing men to the limit, want, you know? <laughs> after watching the G1 earlier, I just want Eddie and Ishii to be, like, an angry old man tag team. So have them team together at, at All In and have them face Claudio and you up. I think Ishii like that. You'll get some wins. I would legitimately, I mean, it's. I think Eddie's got going to have bigger fish to fry as a singles, thankfully, yeah. but if not, yeah. I would think they should genuinely explore trying to get Ishii for like an extended period of time for that team. Yes. Like that team would be. It would be amazing. I want them to do World Tag League. Like I just yes. want them to wrestle together all the time yeah. now. Like those two wrestling, the Bucks, FTR, Juice and mm-hmm. J, Aussie oh, Open. Yeah. I mean, Bros. Oh my God, the guns yeah. would like bump for them crazy. Yes, yes they would. Yeah. It would be, I, oh. I, I just want to see wrestlers just like interact with Penta to see what kind of Penta you're going to get tonight. That's, mm-hmm. that's what mm-hmm. I want to see. Yeah, you never know, as we found out on this show. You never quite know. <laughs> <laughs> Fascinating. Oh, oh, it's, All right, so, well, news is just breaking now that um, 
WWE's board of directors, once the company's been merged, will not include Triple H. And it will include... Um, who am I looking for here? Vince McMahon, Nick Khan, Coonan are all already on the WWE board of directors, while Tellem is a brand new choice. Um, where's it this? But of course, Triple H hasn't been... He's like the big omission from it because they've cut down the amount of board members they're going to be having when they've done the merger. Um, but yeah, Triple H will no longer serve on the board of directors at WWE once his merger is complete. So uh, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. We'll see how that one goes. Uh, mm. Joe, any predictions? <laughs> You're all going to end in tears? <laughs> Listen, if it's a professional wrestling topic and the question is, will it end in tears? The answer is always yes. Never, yes. ever say anything but yes. Um, we, we haven't spoken about this for a while, but... As soon as Vince re-emerged, you knew my, my response to that morning, which is, good luck. This is, that bridge will only extend so far. Uh, and I still feel that way. But, you know, time will tell. In all seriousness, jokes aside, and obviously, fuck Vince McMahon. I'd, I'd rather he not be part of the industry. But the chances of that at this point appear to be zero. It seems like he's going to be around forever. So, um, we shall oh. see, but I can't say I'm surprised. Harry Kane's agreed to leave Tottenham for Bayern Munich via David scene of the <laughs> That was a very dramatic <laughs> shift in news story. There. I mean, oh, we're getting this big breaking news. You know, <laughs> one screen for Tottenham. So fan. He was brought up early, and he's he's agreed to go by yeah. Munich. He's he's making the jump over to Germany, oh, but wow. not too much on that. I um, wish I remember it. Twenty minutes ago, I called it on here. I said, "Why well, doesn't go to The brave call, you know. Thirty <laughs> yeah. minutes ago, but once the fees been agreed, everything, you know. Uh, but yeah, um, good for him, man. Good for him. Absolutely. I hope he goes and wins a bunch of stuff. Possibly, yeah. Possibly. Um, but yeah, uh, Charlie. Yeah. Books FTR. We're getting it. Books FTR. Yeah, after days. And, but before this, we had the Hardys versus the books. Oh. And, uh, you know, yeah. in the in the first few minutes, I was I, I was worried, people. Mm-hmm. You know, I was very worried. Yeah. It, was, uh, it was scary. It was scary hours, you know. <laughs> was, uh, <laughs> I was having flashbacks. Um, scary yeah. times, but... They got the crowd in the end, and it was, you know, it was pretty decent, man. Pretty decent, and of course, they come face to face with FTR after, and we get in, we get in the big one at Wembley. FTR books free. But Charlie, what did you make of all this? Whilst I uh, get this what? Triple H news on the Twitter, we talked about the match in a group chat beforehand, and it basically went how we predicted. It was less than fifteen minutes, and they just kind of played all the hits, and the Bucks won, and it was a means to an end to set up the FTR match. And the match itself, I thought it was actually better than the Double or Nothing match, which it wasn't hard because the Double or Nothing match was not great. <laughs> Let's put it like that. I don't want to disrespect either of these tag teams. But, um, yeah, obviously the aftermath is what kind of got me. That's all I tweeted about after that. I didn't tweet about anything else on Dynamite, I realised after. <laughs> but um, we're getting the Bucks FTR match, and I could not be happier because that is literally all I wanted out of All In. So... I'm all in. <laughs> Beautiful stuff. Very fired up. Holbert, I know you're fired up. You've already told the people you're fired up. And uh, yeah, man, tell us about it. Talk to us about it. Well, I have to say, I thought this Hardy's match ruled, and I'm not going to apologize for it. The Cheyenne was a little scary to Monty's point, and Jeff is, bless his heart, he's very slow. It's unfortunate. He's slowed down dramatically. 
they got into this finishing stretch and the people were rocking. They were jumping up and down for this deal. They were into it. Dueling chance. I thought the match was a hoot. Um, if you, the thing with tag wrestling is if you just understand the structure of tag wrestling, even when you're as beat up as the Hardys are, you can get to something that's watchable. And if you yeah. have the people, which they always have the people, like you can do it. And then if you're wrestling, you know, probably the best tag team ever, <laughs> it helps, you know, and <laughs> they take these sick bumps and everything you do and they're flying around at an incredible pace. I mean, the Bucks were ridiculous here. Uh, I really yeah. liked the match. I, I thought it was really good TV, definitely better than the double or nothing match. Um, and it, it just kind of another one of those examples of the Bucks really can't have a bad professional wrestling match. <laughs> I, I think they've had one in AEW, like genuinely. Um, they're incredible, man. and this match was a great example. They were they were spectacular here, and I thought Matt Hardy, I actually thought did a pretty damn good job. Um, I know yeah. he's been kind of a topic of conversation today. I'll <laughs> leave that there, but I I thought they worked really hard and had a good match. So there's that. Yes. Manny, uh, we was texting during the the early parts of this, and I think it's fair to say we was pretty worried, mate. Uh, yeah. But I, I, did I they get you right. in the end? No, I texted mine the same. Man, this shit sucked, bro. I mean, I, I, <laughs> I just I was so out of this show for like the first I don't know 30, 35 minutes of the show. I said, bro, I, I don't know what they're cooking, bro. I mean, I don't know what's going on here in the show. And I. It's kind of, I, look, you guys know me. I'm a sicko, man. I, I see old, I see old, uh, old wrestlers, and I think, oh, man, this is fucking awesome. I see Jeff, and I just, I, I'm sad, right? This is not, this is yeah. not my guy. And I'm I like, this is, this is like, this is Jeff Hardy. This isn't, no, this is just Jeff, man. This isn't Jeff Hardy, the guy that goes out there just, you know, dancing and with the face paint. I, I just don't know. It's just sad. And then you got this crowd. They didn't deserve this announcement. I'm blaming confirmed shoot for this. Because you know they weren't loud for the yeah they weren't loud for this announcement at, at all they were just like very sad let's go bucks let's go FTR FTR and I was like yeah it was, like, it was like light like, there was people cheering but it was still it was like light like yeah you know it, was, it sounded uh, like an impact show I said where are we bro? sounded like just the front row or something you know yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. they tried to start an all in chant I respected it yeah I think yeah, that was the actual issue was they were all chanting different things yeah <laughs> that was a genuine issue they had um no I I actually legitimately I think the reason Manny and I had different experiences here is Manny has a connection to Jeff and he's bummed out about how he currently performs and someone I don't have that connection necessarily so to me it's just like. Mm -hmm. Well, they had a pretty nice match for older fellas, you know. I, I I enjoyed it, so it is what it is. I get it completely. Probably the same reason that when Manny watched seventy-three-year-old Ric Flair, he was like, "Oh, oh, how?" And I was like, "This is the saddest I've ever seen in my life." Bro, did you see? Did life. you see that he yeah. said? Um, he, yes. he was on Fear of Von's podcast, and he was like, "Yeah, I fell asleep." <laughs> he was like, "I fell asleep yeah. during that match." <laughs> Oh my God. And he said, um, what did he say that Andrade said to him? And he was like, Sir, please wake up. You need to wake up. <laughs> <laughs> As he's slipping the brass knocks on it. Bro, I remember that, like, like vividly. You know, like Ric Flair's, like, trembling yeah. hand and, and fucking Andrade sliding the brass knocks on it. Was... I gave this star an extra star. They mentioned extra yeah. star. So. You were honestly a sicko for enjoying that, but actually, was, that said, was yeah. bro. And he said, he said, um, he said he'd done the heart attack spot so everyone would slow down. <laughs> <laughs> I remember vividly, like, I mean, I knew I shouldn't watch the show, but it's what it's one of those things you had to look at. I guess it's like he came out and he was like struggling to walk with the belt around his waist because it was too heavy for him. And I was like, oh my god, gold, like, this bro. is. 
the real thing, you know? Do you remember yeah. that? Like, he was, like, holding on to the bell. Yeah. Oh, yeah. good God. What a catastrophe. The, the falling asleep and while wrestling is... I didn't think that was possible until I think about <laughs> it. So like being in like a nursing home and seeing people actually do it while they're walking or like eating, and it's like so believable. It's like it is believable that somebody will fall asleep during a wrestling match. Like I see it all the time. The idea that the same dude who fell asleep in the match bladed in that match <laughs> is insane. I, I told you if you if you when he's looking up at the lights, man, it looks like you for a second you see his soul fly up, and then he just comes back up when Andrade wakes him up. There's, like your your take on the match is that like in Rick's mind he died in the middle of it right and he's yeah. kind of like but he went to heaven basically yeah <laughs> he went to wrestling heaven he, he like, you know, every everybody talks that talk saying I want to die in that octagon I want to die in that boxing ring Rick died in that ring for a minute or two you know he he did what everybody says they want to do and Andrade do brought they? him back do they say that I know Rick Flair said that. Rick Flair said that a few times leading up to it, which was pretty scary, wasn't it, Joe? I remember us talking about this, saying yeah. Rick Flair said multiple times on podcasts and interviews that he would be perfectly happy with dying in the middle of the ring one day. Well, I just, <laughs> on. I remember yeah. watching it, talking with you, and like I did earlier review show, or whatever, and then whenever Manny got to it, the timeline just got like screen caps with Manny's like, oh my God, this is one of the best wrestling matches I've ever seen. <laughs> this guy is a monster. Like just built different, different kind of animal, you know? I, I was... I think I voted for the the Voices of Wrestling top ten matches of the year. I I put it in there, and then oh I ended up God. watching that match like five or six times last year. That's crazy. Absolutely, it's uh, that's the hooper for you people. Um, Jacob Donnelly says five dollars. I was worried. I was worried RVD would look like what the Hardys do today. Glad he proved me wrong. Yeah, he looked a lot better. I'll say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Cody Cody Wills, uh, four ninety nine. I'm concerned for all out. I'm concerned for all out the following week. Realistically, what could they do? Especially if, if it's also on pay per view. That's a big ask. I'm fired up for all in. Um, it is a big. The, the double pay per view thing is kind of crazy to me. You know, yeah. not doing any sort of bundle. Like it doesn't affect us really over in the UK. You know, like, nah. I think I think all in's fourteen ninety nine on um on yeah. fight, which is like. Which is hilariously cheaper than All Out, which is like seventeen yeah. ninety nine. But you know, like we're we're only in it for like thirty five, forty dollars, you know. So mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's it's yeah. it's very different to fifty fifty back to back, you know, yeah. hundred dollars on grabs. Like, so I don't know, man. I don't know. I mean, AEW hits his fans. I think it's going to be thrown together. To be honest, but <laughs> it has to. The truth oh, is. One thing I talked about this a couple weeks ago, like when you have that roster, you can just throw a show together and it'd be a great show. Yeah. It's going to struggle from a pay per view buyer's point of view. That goes without saying. People are just going to buy the Wembley show. That has a novelty yeah. to it, it has an appeal to it, it has the big matches, it's up first, so on and so forth. But as someone who's going to the show, I, I have no doubt it'll be a great show, but I'm certainly not expecting it to be this kind of, you know, <laughs> extravagant yeah. or this big build up. It isn't going to be that. So. I, I definitely I agree. It's, it's going to be a struggle. Like, the buy rates they're going to struggle with, like that was inevitable. But I actually think they're doing an all right job of setting up matches for the week after as well. Because I, we've already talked about the fact that there's probably going to be Aussie Open versus either the mm-hmm. Bucks or FTR, and then like Punk's going to have a match, like, and he's got like four different people to choose from right now. So that's an easy layup for them. So I, I think they're going to be okay. I think they're being very smart about this, and I think. 
that, that we'll probably get a Derby and Swerve singles match potentially on that show as well. Oh, no, like no, it's, after uh, the match. it's a TNT title match. Remember, they announced it for... Oh, yeah, you're right. Oh, yeah, Derby's in the TNT title oh. match. We'll scratch that one then. But you get my point. Like They're, they're mm-hmm. laying this up enough that I think that the fallout of All In is going to be a lot of the All Out cards. Yes. So. Yeah, I agree. I think there's going to be a couple matches on All In that directly kind of work as Road 2 situations yeah. too. So... I think it'll be a great show. It'll probably struggle on a commercial point of view, but they won't mm-hmm. be worried about that too much because they're going to be selling, you know, 85,000 tickets or whatever so, yeah. the week we'll before, be so they'll be fine. Like, I the women's it. match is a four-way. They can just take the champion and one of those women from that match that didn't get pinned and just run that the week after. Like, right. they have plenty of options. I think it'll be all right. Yeah, it'll be fine. It'll be fine, like Joe said. Like, it'll be in the roster so stacked that you can literally just throw throw together a card the day before and yeah. we'll probably be fine in terms of like quality. Um but obviously the pay per view boys is where it gets it's gonna look dicey for them, you know. Mm, yeah. I mean the quality wise, wrong, though, you know look look at the Ring of Honor show uh, last month in terms of quality. That thing was a nightmare to get to and they just kind of chucked something together at the end and it was a good show, really good show. Yeah. Great even so it will be easy for that for, from that point of view for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh five dollars Swerve at Wembley wrestling scene in front of 80k people, and some people wanted him back at the Fed sitting in catering with Hit Row. Hit Row. Got to worry. You got to worry about those people who wanted him back with Hit Row, don't you? Yeah. 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 Um, someone replied to one of our tweets when we just thought we just tweeted like the Mogul Embassy entrance, and it was like, oh, he's with a bunch of nobody jobbers. He should be back with Hit Row or something. No, he was like, I'd rather see him with Hit Row, and he got absolutely flamed, bro. I think even Swerve quote tweeted him, you know, <laughs> like. He got absolutely flamed in our replies, man. Um, How do you see those motherfuckers on the embassy and say these are jobbers, bro? Those are fucking monsters. I don't know. You see Big Bill cos Big Bill Brian Cage cosplaying as Sting, and you got Ar Fox looking like a badass. You got the Gates of Agony, bro. These are killers. I mean, I don't know what you want. This is like the best faction in AEW. Honestly, though, you bring him up. I mean. Swerp, that's absolutely a no, no, you know, notable story there in the super chat. But AR Fox being in this match is like genuinely yeah. one of the craziest stories in recent memory. Like, some people have picked up on it and tweeted about it. AR Fox wrestling for 80,000 people at all is awesome. Doing it against Sting is like mind melting. It's like, like yeah. if I did that shit in a TEW three years ago, I'd be like, this is, I've gone too far. New save, you know, this is a, it's getting out. It's awesome, man. I'm, I'm so happy for him. It's, it really is yeah. cool. Yeah. So, yeah, tremendous. Well, yeah, let's, uh, let's talk about that. Mm-hmm. Go on, Manny. What are you going to I said, I hope Sting watches enough tape on these two guys to know how they wrestle because <laughs> there's, no, there's no way he knows how these guys wrestle and how they move so differently than everybody in there. He's going to see them do that that roll thing they do. He's like, what the, what the hell are they doing? And he's, he's not going to know how to take bumps. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, last night we had the Mogul Embassy, as I just previously mentioned. They all come out squaddied up. Looking just, looking just, look, the presentation was great for this, you know, like the, the first guys come out and then, you know, it kind of builds for Swerve and AR Fox to come out and, you know, they make the way to the ring, squad it up and, uh, you know, they're, they're starting to cut a promo and then Darby interrupts, Darby comes out. No, that isn't how it goes. Uh, AR Fox calls out Darby, that's how it goes, mm-hmm. but they didn't really cut much of a promo before then other than, you know, Mogul Embassy good, you know. <laughs> And then, like I said, I thought calls out Darby Allen. Darby Allen comes out and he just says, like, yo, 
um, you know, I, I wasn't, I, I didn't, what was it? I was trying to call you and you weren't calling me back. Like, I didn't abandon you. It was clear that like, the path that you was cleared going to go on and I was glad to leave you to it. You know, and I'm so proud of you for like going from where you came from to go where you are now. But it looks like you've clearly got some new friends, et cetera, et cetera. But he's also got some friends. Lights go off and we get the return of Sting. You know, we get the return of Sting. Sting takes a few of them out. And he, uh, Charlie, he pointed to the sign. I got everything I wanted yesterday. I was winning. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, this this is good stuff, man. Um, Of course, AR Fox was being involved in anything with Sting, Mm -hmm. never mind that fucking Wembley in front of 84,000 people is incredible. And same goes for Swerve. But, um, you know, as Joe said, AR Fox being involved is straight TW booking, you know, and it's not. Nothing I'm going to complain about. He's a really, really good wrestler, man. And it's really yeah. nice to see him get this spot, you know. And uh, yeah, Morgan Embassy, bro. It's really good. That, uh, mm-hmm. I was talking to AO about this. But AO has been like, he's, he's always been on the swerve, strictly and hot drain. Yeah. I've kind of, I've been not so much on it, you know, to say the least. And uh, a lot of it has been mainly because he's been struggling to kind of like find the right fit for himself in AEW, mm-hmm. other than like the swerve in our glory run, which I was a fan of. Um, it's like they've put him with some absolute shit of partners, bro, you know? And uh, this Mogul Embassy thing, man, it's like it's it's really something. They've got something there. Yeah. I'm, I'm, prop- I'm properly into it, you know? And, you know, I still, I don't, I still quite, don't quite see Swerve as, as in the same light as AO, future world champion, etc., etc. But I think he definitely does have a lot of value to add and he definitely is more than deserving of being in like a good spot like he is on this Wembley card. So, um it's good to see that Swerve has found like the right fit rather than running around with like the Parker Bordeaux of the world, etc. So, wow, what a day! Yeah, he did do anything. He did. He did. <laughs> Just got astray. <laughs> hey man, <laughs> I, uh, I I ain't feeling guilty about it, you know. But yeah, yeah like, good stuff. It's gonna. It's, I'm still kind of like uh, shocked that you don't see him in the same uh, picture, the same light as like the future world champions. Because I see him in that same group of Adam Cole, Andrade. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. But you remember this is Monty's list you're talking about, and you led. Like, imagine, think about you know, you know our friend Montel. Yeah, like think about who's on that list. Like Paul, oh, NXT Kingston, and you know Scrum. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gonna say anything. Um, yeah. But yeah, man, yeah, this is really good, and uh, I'm, yeah. I'm definitely very much into what he's doing at the moment. And this is, like I've said a few times already, this is a really great fit for him. Um, but yeah, Charlie, did you like this? Uh, did you like this segment? I did. I did. I didn't realize until like I think it was like after Dynamite finished. This is a double coffin match. Like I, I oh. didn't hear them announce that part. I just saw it on the graphic. I was just like, oh, shit. It's really like, small writing as well. Yeah, <laughs> it's, like, really small writing. Like, I think it was AO that tweeted the graphic out, and I, like, zoomed in it. I was just like, wait, there's a there's a stipulation on this one. But, no, I'm excited for it. I think it's going to be awesome. <laughs> and the segment itself, like, it did what it had to. Like, it didn't overstay its welcome. It was pretty good. And Sting pointed at the and it popped me huge, so. Yeah. I really, like, I really like Darby's role in this. Yeah, like coming out and just because you know, like you go into it, and you're like, Yo, why has Darby not been calling this boy, bro? What a prick, you know? <laughs> He's like, he, he comes out, he explains it, and 
you know, he does his quick, he does his little line about I've got friends too. The sting, stinger comes out, you know, and it's like fucking, you know, it's 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 good. It's just simple shit. Wrestling simple yeah. sometimes. I'm always saying this. Yes. Uh, this was good, man. Holbert, did you like it? I did. I, you know, you mentioned Derby, and I agree with you completely about Mogul Embassy. It goes without saying at this point. That's a great act, but it feels like Derby's like promo presentation and approach to live promos has got noticeably better since the world title program ended to me. Do you guys feel that way too? Like it feels like he's got better since that, since the pillars thing. Always like he learned from that. Cause he was, to me, he was a little shaky at that time. During that. He had yeah. good times, bad times. I have liked most of his live promos since then. I don't say there's been a bunch of them, but I, I, I remember he had one on collision that stood out to me. So there's something, the moment here was when he did the line about, you know, I've got friends too. And there was a, there was a big scream as everyone realized the stinger was coming. That's professional wrestling. That's the sport yeah, we love. So, um, really good segment. Slightly surprised. This isn't a criticism because I, you know, I, I didn't need this necessarily. But I thought Nick Wayne was going to be in the match at, at Wembley. I just mm. thought they were going to do a six man or something like that. But yeah. they got the coffin deal involved. So I, I actually like the match they've settled on. And uh, really interesting that Derby kind of has these two feuds almost on the op- you know opposite sides of the brand split, so to speak, right? Because he has. The Christian Luchasaurus thing that only mentioned, you know, Manny's very brought up earlier. So it'd be interesting how what is Christian not going to be on Wembley? I, I maybe not. You know, it'd be, I kind of wondered if they were going to do a Road Two situation for that, but he has business to deal with with Swerve clearly. So I'm excited for this. Yeah, man. Like, uh... Oh, it's gone. It's gone. Point's yeah. gone. Is it about uh, Christian Manny? being good? <laughs> Probably. Uh, everybody's uh, everybody said what I want to say already, but sorry. About the, that. The one thing, uh, that's, I mean, the one thing I would say is like about the about their graphic. I wish they had a different graphic from everybody else instead of having like the the typical one. I would have had like the coffin or made it all black and white like the other ones, like all mm-hmm. other Darby's coffin matches. Yeah, just, from an aesthetic point, you know. Just, you, know. You, you are known as the artistic one at WrestlePure, so you know. absolutely, absolutely. Thank you. Uh, a couple more super chats. Logan one ninety nine being very spiteful. Spiteful German Shepherd. Larry is one ugly dog. Wolf. Very spiteful, Logan. Very spiteful. Well, yeah, I bet he has a big heart. So I'm sure he does. Yeah, you saw a heart too, daughter. Charlie, don't you dare mean thing onto all me. <laughs> Listen, man, I've gotten my way with a lot of stuff for that weekend, so you never know what's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, he's probably gonna be on the card. <laughs> Bullet Club Civil War, baby. Yeah. There might be a battle royal. You never know who's going to show up. Yeah, there'll be a battle royal for sure. Definitely. Absolutely. Master 194199. Feds raided Vince because of how badly body Triple H. Hey, man. It's, uh, it's dicey times, mate. You know? Dicey Charging times. in, asking where Johnny Gargano is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where's Dewdrop, man? You know? <laughs> where you hit a Vince? <laughs> um. Mm-hmm. Master 84199 Sting Balcony St- Master 84199 appreciate ya Sting Balcony Dolph gonna hit different in Wembley Christ Did balcony, balcony? Man, I was gonna say what balcony bro that could, yeah, that's, that's, that's that could end very badly <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, interesting interesting <laughs> I, I appreciate the idea though you know uh, mm-hmm. alright getting books on FTR at Wembley I believe we touched on that. You know, we're all happy about that. We touched on the Stinger, AR Fox, etc. Mogul Embassy. Uh, where where do we want to go next, Holbert? 
Throwing it to you. Throwing you the ball, mate. Let's go to the opening segment. Let's go to some JAS lore, drama, theatre, cinema, dare I say. Um, As Chris Jericho was called for a mandatory meeting in which everyone told him to go fuck himself. (laughs) I thought this segment was, like, fascinating because it was actually good in the sense that all the Mm -hmm. promos almost were good. Some of them were great, I thought. 2.0, 2.0, yeah. I thought were terrific here. Happy to see Danny, you know, kind of lead the way too. I, I really like the segment on like a content point of view. But conceptually, this was just incredibly funny. Like the idea of calling this meeting. So they could, but none of them spoke to each other, right? So like they all just went in with the idea, I'm going to quit today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and next thing Chris knew, he was, he was left on his own. I, uh, I, I enjoyed this. I'm not sure it was the most dramatic way to conclude a faction that's been around for as long as they have. But honestly... I can't even pretend to care about this having a thing conclusion because, like, yeah, it's done. And this, in some ways, this was better. Um, granted, Garcia specifically, as a big fan, I would have loved him to have a more kind of epic farewell. But honestly, maybe it was funnier him just doing his dance in a very spiteful <laughs> way and storming off. So I actually really enjoyed the segment. Um, yeah, I thought it was very well done. I um, thought, I thought the segment itself was like in a vacuum, like just the segment in itself was, uh, like you said, it was fascinating, but I thought like it's kind of achieved what I guess it's out to achieve and there was a lot of good promos within it. But I thought opening the show with this was like fucking insane. Like it felt like, Dynamite, Dynamite's supposed to open with like fucking fireworks and like a fucking great match or whatever the fuck, you know, like that's what they at least like aim for. Opening with like this flat like meeting was so like, it's not like it was like, like, yeah, that's what I mean. It's not even like it, it gives the crowd really anything to cheer either. Like, it was so, like, it was beast, flat, you know. Like, they, just, was, they just watched Jericho just get the shit kicked out of him verbally, and the segment ended. I, yeah, I was watching, watching the show, bro. I just couldn't, I couldn't get wrap my head around it. <laughs> I, I, I was dumbfounded. I was watching, I was like, what's going on? Like, this is it. This is all that happened. I thought Takesha was going to come out here and take some bodies. I thought he was going to kill some people and Jericho was going to beat up Sammy or something, you know, just the whole turn. But it was so boring. I, I can't believe they, they started off with that. Like, because I, I, I thought uh, Daniel Garcia was good. Promo was good. And I thought 2.0 was good. <clears throat> but when the segment ended, I was just like, what a waste of time. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. This is like... I, I thought something crazy was gonna happen. Nothing happened. So I mean, I just can't believe they opened up with that. Yeah, man. It's like, it. like, it was so, it was so, yeah, that's what I mean. Like in a vacuum, it, like it wasn't yeah. like it wasn't ass or anything. It's just I just thought the choice of opening Dynamite yeah. was, was fucking fascinating. Like if it was in the middle of a show, you know, like that's a completely different thing. But typically, what we're used to Dynamite opening, even if they like we're used to seeing a match, but even if it's going to be a promo segment, it's usually like a huge like promo battle or something yeah. like significant, you know. Whereas it, man, that's you know diminished the significance of this because the JS have literally just split up. But like, like I said, the crowd it didn't give the crowd anything to get them going, and I think that kind of led into why the uh, the Bucks Hardys match was like so yeah. flat at the start. Like they weren't blowing anyone's minds. Let's get that straight, you know, in the first few minutes of that mm-hmm. match. But like the crowd was, like, I think Charlie mentioned like funeral. You know, it's just. Mm-hmm. You know, it has been suggested in the chat that they should have fired the 
fireworks off after he's gone left Jericho. And I am now so upset they didn't do this. The idea of Chris standing in the ring on his own and the pyro going off and Excalibur going, it's Wednesday and you know We are here, folks. We're rocking AEW Dynamite. That would have been something. That would have been tremendous. I thought it was funny that Take Conti said, oh, I'm pregnant. Wait, and then she she stayed quiet and waiting for like a a pop. And then they're just like quiet. And I said, oh, this is brutal. Just like this is just it's just you know, the one thing the tire thing was was interesting because Chris is I get Chris isn't the baby face because he's a he's a prick right like he's mm-hmm. he did cheat last week but yeah. I didn't know how to necessarily but the tire thing was where it was you know like when he said the deal about how much he done for tire Jay it's like well I mean no but you know yeah. <laughs> sure we could pretend so I thought it was interesting that part of the of the deal now I think it will make more sense because next week. It feels like Chris is going to turn Don down right next week, and Don's going to be like, "It doesn't matter. I've already got someone. He's from Great Britain, and we'll wrestle you at Wembley Stadium." It feels like it's going to be the deal. So I think Chris is going to kind of, vin- you know, do right and kind of right his wrongs next week. Um, very funny, by the way, that this was the opener for a show in which two point just total stooges in the main event. Yeah, Fair. it's not any like repackage. Let's be honest, that's who they are, right? I mean, it is what it is. <laughs> No one needs vignettes of two point like hitting pads, mm. transition to being shoot fighters. It is what it is. So. I don't know, man. Manny seen those. Uh, Manny saw those blood and guts post promos, you know, and he's he's ready oh, for guys. the uh, he's ready for him to join the Blackpool comeback club. It sounds no, no. They cut great promos here. Seriously, they did a great job. Yeah, I remember after that blood and guts uh, promo, I said, man, maybe these guys can be world champions. I don't know, man. I think they have it in them. <laughs> See, I, the thing we need to produce for Wrestle Furious, folks, please, if you want to see this, we try to make this video essay. We have Monty's list of people that are going to be future world champions. We have Manny the Hoopers, and they kind of trowel alongside one another, and one just keeps going and going and going. It's like <laughs> rolling out, you know. Monty's it's about name three, and it starts getting faint. It starts fading away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, yeah, man, this was, um, like I said, in a vacuum, this wasn't bad at all. It's just... The choice of the positioning on the show was yeah. fascinating. Um, yeah. Charlie, did you have a favourite promo in this? Um, no, I thought most of them was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, they were they all like, the notes and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. No. Daddy Magic's Kevin Steen shout got some response, yeah. right? People kind of yeah. always excited. Yeah. But Manny was really excited. <laughs> Manny texts me. Many texts immediately, yeah. Why did they bring up that moves merchant? Was his exact word. I said, Brace. People like him at home, too. As soon as he said that, I said, Oh, fuck off, man. I'm like, Be honest, that was the main reason you disliked this, right, man? <laughs> we always got to bring up a name drop a, a fed wrestler, and especially Steam, bro. I mean, fuck off, man. I mean, well, do you not like Kevin Steam? <laughs> I ain't seen him. He hates him for, for some He's unknown not- reason. <laughs> He's the one person. How did I not just, know this? He calls him Kevin Stink. <laughs> he hates him. That's, that is cr- why? I, I don't know why. <laughs> no one knows. We confronted him once and he said he's a moves merchant. We was like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. My favorite part of this <laughs> segment was Danny Garcia just getting in Jericho's face and just like. Yeah, like, that, was, that was really yeah. funny, yeah. And then Jericho He's just so like, good. I really hope there's like an immediate follow up for Danny. I just I want him to give him something big time now. You know, I think he's so ready to, to be a player. So hopefully Absolutely. it happens. Yeah, man. We'll see how it all plays out for Jericho and the uh, 
the members who have just left the Appreciation Society. Uh, but yeah, this was hilarious. Um, Women's four-way tournament was announced. Um, I think we kind of touched on that, but uh, who we got? We got Britt Baker, Bunny, Soraya, Sky Blue. Uh, then obviously, Sheeta versus Anna Jay was later in the night. Uh, Tony Storm has exercised her rematch clause and will automatically be added to the match, which, you know, I guess is fair to question. <laughs> yeah. uh, why would you use your rematch clause for a fatal four-way, etc., etc.? Um, well, to be fair, she's kind of like... Uh... In a panicked mode, or I guess if in a four, if you want to use logic, a four way, anybody can be down, you can pin them. I mean, <laughs> just logic. I mean, you know, details, it's details. It doesn't matter. We're getting, yeah. we're, we're getting a tournament, and uh, yeah, man, I think, I think we're gonna end up with Soraya's probably gonna beat Score Blue, Britt Baker's probably gonna beat the Pony, and of course, <laughs> we saw Sheeta beat Anna J last night, so. Mm-hmm. Monster, they didn't even yeah. fucking try, bro. They just they just <laughs> threw out names out there. It was yeah, exactly. There was no yeah. need for spear tournament to begin with. Just shoot yeah. an angle yeah. or something, you know. Like we saw the four-way thing coming from a mile away. We've actively talked about it on these shows. Like yeah. as soon as Jamie was out, you knew they were gonna do a multi-woman match, which is fine. It's pr- honestly probably the right match for a stadium. It's, it's not a good thing, but that's kind of <laughs> where we're at. Um with that being said, like just shoot an angle or something. Even if you I yeah. hate these segments usually. But I honestly would have preferred you did the deal where they, they keep getting interrupted and all four people come yeah. out. And again, let me stress, folks, I usually hate that deal, but this tournament is like, everyone immediately knew what the match was. There's no need for it. You mm-hmm. know, it's just, whatever. Well, you know, Hopefully we can upset. Yeah. I'm telling you, I know. That's not going to happen. I'm very confident of it. <laughs> like, that's probably not the least likely out of all of them. Yeah. Not the bunny, bro. It's the bunny winning against uh, whoever but, she's wrestling. I, I pray that match is right, good. That, that's an insane match to book, man. Seriously. Yeah. Like, with the form Brit's been in, how long has it been since the Bunny wrestled? And I, yeah. I have a lot of time for the Bunny, but she was never Kenny Omega. You know I mean? She's not wrestled in a while. I just can't believe they came up with that match, but hopefully it's good, folks. We'll hope we'll root for it. Fingers crossed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll see how it all plays out. I think the match, like we said, the match is pretty obvious what it's going to be, and hopefully... uh. Tournament matches are pretty decent, you know, pretty decent, pretty yeah. great, you know, hopefully. And uh, yeah, man, uh, what else did we go to? The Blackpool Combat Pro- Blackpool Combat Blackpool Combat Club promo got there That's in the, the end. And uh, you know, this is Max was just you know, he was talking that talk, brother, you know, mm-hmm. always love a Max promo. I know, Hallbert, you feel the same way, Manny, you feel the same way, Charlie, you probably yeah. feel the same way as well. You mm-hmm. just don't miss, does it? Absolutely not. I will yeah. say though, I'm I'm ready for Eddie to be back, so he has something that's more, more tangible, something more interesting from a content point of view. You know, like this is very. I mean, I think the matches have been fun, but it's very much a placeholder. I'm ready to get Eddie back so this Moxley story can pick up where yeah. it was. Absolutely, yeah. I'm, uh, I I might become you know, truly shameless when they like really start to pick up that feud. You know, oh, yeah. I, was, I was borderline shameless when they'd done it for like two weeks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, man, that's I'm, I'm fired up about that one. Uh, we've already spoke about MJF and Adam Cole. Uh, let's talk about Blackpool Combat Club defeating the Lucha Bros. Claudio stealing Penta's mask. Um, but yeah, this, this, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but this was uh, this, this was good, man. This was as good as you'd expect from a Mox and Claudio versus Lucha Bros Dynamite match, mm-hmm. and I, I enjoyed this quite a bit. Manny, I know you was a big fan of this one as well, so uh. 
tell the people about it. This match felt like they actually hated each other. There, I felt like there was a lot of extra stink in some of their offense towards each other because I know the Lucha Bros light each other up sometimes, like that, like their opponents up sometimes, but they were going extra hard on those super kicks. And Claudio was laying in those European uppercuts. I mean, this was just awesome. And there has to be says something you said about Mox and Claudio being they should be in the conversation as the best wrestlers in the world right now because, like, mm-hmm. just even, even for Claudio, because. I didn't think about it all because I was just thinking of his single stuff. But if, if you include his tag matches, bro, he's having an incredible run of tag matches, singles matches, and it's not getting talked enough about how great he is right now. And I, I, I'm really interested to see what happens with the BCC coming up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this well. I agree. Yeah, like I said, this this delivered what it said on the tin, which was yeah. uh, rare. You know, I don't know if to say that over in the US, but. Yeah, man, this uh, this this was what I wanted out of this, and it's what I got out of it. Hobbit, you like this one? Yeah, it's pretty good. I think I may be the low man on this, uh, which is hilarious after I reviewed Hardy's Young Bucks like it was um, <laughs> FTR Briscoes. But you know, I, I thought it was good. I will say, uh, I've definitely there's a certain fatigue I've struggled with as of late with the Blackpool Combat Club that I'm not comfortable with. I look in the mirror and I question myself. Why am I feeling fatigue when it comes to Blackpool? I don't like it about myself, but I have to be honest. I am feeling it ever so slightly. Um, I thought this was pretty good. It feels like they have a much better one in them. Um, oh, yeah, which, that, yeah. This was the Dynamite version, you know. Exactly, like yeah. I don't even yeah. mean it as a crit as much as it was just the way the match was kind of put together and stuff. But mm-hmm. I still liked I mean, this, the floor with you know this level of talent, obviously, is still higher. So I like the match. Um I haven't found, you know, as I kind of touched on, I won't go with the Eddie thing. I haven't found this conflict to be especially interesting. This kind of best friends, Lucha Bros, Blackpool Combat Club deal. But the matches have all been good. And the, the last week, they did like some ridiculous business, <laughs> some of the violence <laughs> last week. So it's been good TV. I haven't found it to be especially interesting, but it isn't really worth going for. It's just kind of a placeholder, to be honest. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Decent match, yeah. Yeah, good, good, not great blow-away stuff, you know, and that's kind of a, uh, you meant, no, let's talk about the Blackpool Combat Club fatigue, I think there is absolutely a point to talk about, and we'll kind of, we'll tread carefully, because we know how great they are, and how yeah. fucking, and, you know, how, how beloved they are, but it's, um, and you know, you never want to say that someone wrestles too much. Like the Blackpool Combat Club, like they do wrestle all the time to the point where it's yeah. like when they get booked for a match, it becomes just kind of that's the standard, and it's always good. Like it's always yeah. good. I'm never going to complain about it. But it's like, um, you know, like they wrestle every week, and it can be against pretty much anyone. You know, yeah. like uh, <laughs> so, it's like it kind of it takes a novelty away. They don't feel as special, even though they're still right. great. Like even though they're still great when you see them, and like we just talked about, Moxie cut a good promo when he went out there and had a good tag match. Like it's not like they're doing anything bad. It's just it doesn't feel as special, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I think it's that's kind of the long and short of it. Yeah, and again, I don't think any of us want to be dramatic about it because, as you said, yeah, the core not. issue is us being like, "Oh, the wrestlers wrestle a lot." Like, who cares? I mean, you know, it's no, it's no big deal. But I, w- the one time I'll say it really stand out to me was the week after Blood and Guts when they yeah, did that triple threat that was tag. I was like, thing. yeah, I was, I don't know if they need wrestling this week, but I get it. Ratings and they're, you know, they're a big act and and so on and so forth. Um, I love the act. To be clear, it's just yeah. I do. I've definitely sensed that in myself recently. So I've to bring up. So here we go. Yeah, man, uh, but yeah, Charlie, did you enjoy this one? I did. It's tag team wrestling with four guys that I like. There was no way that I wasn't going to enjoy it. 
I honestly like I've enjoy I enjoy watching the Blackpool Combat Club wrestle in any of their tag iterations, like especially against the Lucha Bros because they're so good. But um, I'm just interested to see where this goes because it does kind of feel like we're just kind of meandering through the G1, just waiting for Eddie to come back now. And like yeah. the like the closer we get to him coming back, the more obvious that feels. Because Eddie was on um, commentary for the G1 the other day, and he like made reference to the fact that Mox has called him like five or six times, and he's just not answering the phone because he just doesn't care what he has to say. But he's gunning for Claudio and Yuta as soon as he comes back. So uh, Eddie hasn't forgotten. So I'm very excited for him to come back. But no, I enjoyed the match a lot. It was good. It was good tag team wrestling. I like that there was a heavy focus on it on Dynamite. There's been a lot of focus on tag team wrestling in AEW as a whole recently. Yeah. So I've been having a great time with it all. This is a crazy year for tag team wrestling in mm-hmm. general. And, and Charlie, you spoke about Absolutely. before and we've got into it, but it is kind of staggering, honestly. It's it's yeah. wild. Think of where like national tag team wrestling was like 10 years ago. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's yeah. insane to ponder. It would be, yeah. it's saying that when the year comes to a close, we should kind of circle back on and look at big picture because it's been wild. I just uh, touching on that. I just, I think it was kind of not looking back. I think it's kind of weird that uh, now they now they're starting to pick up the tag team wrestling in AEW after everybody was saying it was WWE's territory now or whatever. And now <laughs> that and now that the Usos are done and yeah, and then uh, scenario. I don't know. If Collisions even, helps, yeah, right? Because yeah. yeah. Collision kind of neat. This be I mean, Collision oh, has like Collision ten people to build around. It all. Like, yeah. if yeah, we didn't absolutely. have that extra two hours a week yeah. where they could like display tag team wrestling the way they have, it probably the, the division probably wouldn't be where it's like starting to right. head to right now. So yeah, it, and it's kind of by necessity just because you know one of their core acts on Collision was FTR and they needed to yeah. get rolling. Like they just needed to. And absolutely. I don't think anyone could have seen you know the Juice and J matches. Obviously, they exceeded every expectation. That was kind of crazy. Yeah. Well, that exploded. Yeah. But that, that match was good great, to see but... for sure. The big bill and Brian Cage, man. What they did with Bro, them. that match was nuts. <laughs> it was great. Manny, what was you about? Was you about that match with Bell? I thought you were doing that. No, 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 no. I was like, oh, what they I, did with them. Yeah. yeah, what they did with them was just so mm-hmm. incredible. I, I couldn't believe it. Like, because, it was like, because look, they're gonna have they're gonna have a great match with Juice and Jay White right. no matter what, because they're just that's the level of talent they are. But I did not know Big Bill and Brian Cage had that in them. And then mm-hmm. now I'm more convinced than ever that they should stay together and they should be an official team and they should be challenging for the ring of honor or our wish tag titles or the embassy have yeah. like three great tag teams. I mean, this is just, this is just some great stuff all around that's going on right now on AEW there. Then you got the kingdom back on AEW TV, Ozzy open, the Lucha bros are back. I mean, this mm-hmm. is just some great stuff. Yeah. It's definitely mm-hmm. the right role for Brian cage As on a yeah. promotion of this size. One half of the host team. That's the right place for him. I it did a lot for him on set. I thought he looked great. Oh, I also don't know what they what the MC is doing in because now he's just like a coquette on TV. He's just he's just running around like shaking the ropes and all that. It's just awesome. Uh, what was I say to Manny? Manny, did you ever see? I think it might have been twenty twenty two. Brian Cage versus Will Ospreay while we were wrestling. Oh, that match is so good. Yeah, I think I did. That, that happened in like a little gym, right? Like a like in a little amphitheater. I think it might have been a yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. At the uh, wow, what's the name of it? I forgot the name of the venue, and it's a venue that I really like, but Warrior uses sometimes. Yeah, it's, um, like a high, it's like a high school gym or like an auditorium where all the seats yeah, are it's up. got like yeah, it's got the seats that mm-hmm. like it, oh, it's just really cool venue. Um, 
Oh, what's it called? It's gonna bug me now, so I'm gonna have to find it. Please. It was the it was the show right before that uh, survival, right? Where Brian Pillman went through all the top names. I think so. Maybe. Uh, yeah, pretty good shit. Brian Cage, you know, he can do a lot of good stuff in there. You know, get him in there with Brian the rock. Brian Cage has cook, two man. really good matches with Bandido, and I'm I'm just waiting for them to do Brian Cage versus Bandido again because those matches are awesome. Yeah! They, had, oh, they had one. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> He finished it. Oh shit! The Bendix Arena. The Bendix Arena in Indiana doesn't hold. It doesn't hold thousands of people. It only holds like three, four hundred people. You know. That made me jump like a moment, and I looked at Manny, and Manny went, "Oh shit!" Like a fire went off. Oh, oh dear. Um, yeah, man. Um, <laughs> Anyways, yeah, man. Dynamite. Yeah, let's uh, no, let's do some super chats. Uh, keep them coming, of course. Awesome. Always appreciate. Reese Hayes, two pounds. Appreciate you. Dan Pancrase, Matt Menard, throws throw hands. Angelo Parker. Hey, man. That's what Manny said. That's how Manny sees him, brother. Rebrand, brother. <laughs> Manny's calmed his baby down. You know. Happy to see. I don't know what happened to her. I opened the door, so because I, I thought something happened outside. I opened the door. She just ran around and just came back in the room. She wants some attention, bro. brother. You know, um, dog, bro sleeps all day and wastes my podcast. So I can crazy. Dunmas five dollars. Okada said he wanted to be at Wembley. Gado has this man facing evil in the semi-finals of the G One. <sighs> TK, please <laughs> save this man before it's too late. Hey man, time's running out, brother. <laughs> I actually have an Okada pitch for All In, and I can't actually take credit for it because I was talking about it with my friend Lyric. Could you imagine Okada facing Daniel Garcia at All In? Because he just keeps beating the piss out of all these young boys at the moment. Oh so Daniel Garcia is a great choice to rep AEW against Okada, I think. Daniel Garcia doing like a, I am now officially a professional wrestler. I have an open challenge at Wembley Stadium. <laughs> And the fucking coin drops as the <laughs> rainmaker. <laughs> that reaction would genuinely be extraordinary. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, interesting. Definitely. I just think it's I funny. Like, yeah. Okada's reaction to Daddy doing the dance would be fucking quality. The only problem is the last time Okada worked all in, he went like thirty minutes over his. <laughs> this is true. This is true. <laughs> MJF sitting there backstage at like eleven thirty p.m. on a Sunday at Wembley, going, "Well, hold on." <laughs> They're gonna hit their finish thing. No, but seriously, I, I love the idea. Genuinely. Yeah, it's, it's pretty funny. It's pretty funny how people are saying New Japan was back, you know, like a few days ago or a week ago, and then now they say they're fucked. So I don't want to talk about it. It's, it's right. The thing with the G1 is I'll go on record and say that I never thought they were back. So <laughs> Fair. the story they're telling with this G1 makes sense, but people just don't care about Sonada as champion. Like the Western audience just don't care about it. So that's why everyone's just like, well, the G1's been shit. To us, yeah, maybe. But the Japanese fans are eating it up, so it is what it is. Yeah. I don't know, thanks. Yeah. To be honest, I actually like the kind of like the um, the young guys, musketeers slash yeah. Gabe kid um, like story they've been doing like, with yeah. G1, you know, and um, even some of the other threads that they've done in the other blocks. It's just my big issue with the G1 has just been it's, it's oversaturated, bro. There's too many people in it. Um, I don't like the 20-minute time limit. And um, 
yeah, it's just it's not G one in for me, you know. So, uh, but yeah, like there, are, there's definitely been highlights of it, and yeah. I think it definitely to Charlie's point, you'd hundred percent be lying if you said like the Japanese fans don't care about it and stuff mm-hmm. like that, because that's just not the case, you know. Because many of the people that we're not into over here in the Western side of things, you know, that's just not the case in Japan. Like they're all in on like you know, um, loads of these guys. To be honest, some of them are more surprising than others. So, you yeah. Know. But, uh, yeah, the G1. You, know, you didn't bring up money, the, the one you mentioned to me privately. You were very emotional, but actually had a couple of tears kind of his eyes. He said, I just, it's not the same about Kyle Anderson. I said, He hasn't been, he hasn't been here for eight years, bro. That is Let true. I do remember, I do remember <laughs> saying all that. You know? Eight years of this, Monty. Let it go. It's over. Right. I would say the Hikaleo match that he had with Naito today was actually like shockingly good, especially in like the closing stretch. It's not like a must-see or anything, but it, it blew my expectations out of the water. So. I've seen Hikaleo have like three pretty decent to good matches yeah. now. Mm-hmm. And He's very tall. You know? He's very tall. He might be better than Ren Narita. <laughs> He's a lot taller than him. I don't know for sure. That's wow. Hmm. I, saw, I, saw oh, one of the ma- no I saw one of the finals was Osprey Naito. Bro, I can give two shits about that match, man. Naito, Naito killed it for me, bro. Naito used to be my favorite wrestler, and just watching him now, just <laughs> the bro. Bro. He's he's in the Tanahashi match. Huh? He's in the Tanahashi match. No, I didn't see that. Oh man, man, it's a time machine. It's a time machine. No, I'm not gonna watch it. I'm not. I'm not gonna watch it because then I'm gonna watch it and be like, oh man. Naito's back, and then I'm gonna watch him put on that fucking T-shirt again, and then. Fair. Yeah. 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 He's the T-shirt fair. off all G1. I was very shocked. This is a very yeah. fair point, boy Reese, as well. Oh, John yeah. Bernard, get him in there, brother. You know, get him out the Fed. <laughs> I remember uh, Machine Gun telling the story, but when he heard that A Train was doing it big in Japan, and he said. You mean the big boring bald guy from WWE? Yeah, that's him. <laughs> hey, man. That one he, he was cooking. You know, he was cooking. He was. Um, Absolutely. Master84, $5. Has anybody on WrestleCruise reviewed the parking lot fight on a podcast yet? Trent versus his neck is the best longest standing feud in AEW. Claudio was an animal in it. Um, I don't think anyone has because... I guess normally any highlights from Rampage would be covered on Ibu's part on the Sunday, but yeah. of course we've got the new concept and then like we've got a whole new thing over there now with the uh, the Face Off podcast that we're doing every Sunday, where you know they uh they debate, argue, go back and forth on these uh, mm-hmm. certain to- topics of the week. So I don't think they actually covered it on that or talked about it, but it was good shit, bro. That was, oh yeah, that's, that's what that's what Rampage yeah. should be all about, you know. I think Joe, Joe reviewed it in his match his weekly match guide, so. But as far as podcasts go, I don't think we maybe we might have touched on it on World War, but I don't think we did. You know? I loved it, man. I, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, just yeah, quickly, cool. tell you, I thought it was for, especially for Rampage. That was a, a staggering effort. Like they came really close to the original, which I didn't see coming necessarily. I mean, I knew it would be good, but they went wild there. Good lord, really? I loved it. I thought they surpassed the original. I honestly, I haven't watched the original for a long time, so I can't say, like, you know, I don't disagree with him, but it's always hard with that stuff, right? Because, like, yeah. that was such a unique time. The first one, it was, like, wrestling was the world, let alone wrestling, the world was in a very different place, obviously, yeah. so I, it's I hard for the, me to compare, but, yeah. The, the most insane spot I've seen recently was just that power bomb on the 
yeah. on the hood of the car because that was insane. Yeah. I can't believe Trent even decided to take that. Yeah, that. there was a lot there. Yeah, I think that nearly every time I see a Trent wrestle, to be he's a he's a monster, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. he takes some fucking bumps, man. Um, and he's just really, just a really, really solid wrestler, you know. Um, shout out Trent. I think Joe Halbert said he's underrated about five thousand times yes. since the birth of WrestlePuris. <laughs> it's still yeah. true, bro. Still true. Yeah, it's still like, true. Normally, again, I the underrated question always sucks anyway because it's like. We always give answers to people that everyone agrees are good. You know, it's like Chad yeah. Gable. It's like, fuck, <laughs> you know. But I do think he he goes falls through the cracks a little bit. Trent's a tremendous wrestler. I still think Trent had one of the best matches of the pandemic with Kenny Omega. I think it happened. I think, I think it was, was on really the first. Good, yeah, I think it happened on the yeah. first show of the Georgia tapings. So go back and watch it. I think, right, he had, I think if I remember correctly, I think he had a really good match in like, 2022 with Marks as well. Um, Probably. Yeah. Maybe. There was a lot of matches with Mox in 2022. <laughs> yeah. Just a lot of Mox matches, full stop. <laughs> yeah, he's an animal, mate. He's an animal. Um, Christian Ramos, $2. Appreciate it. Y'all have great chemistry. Thank you. How did y'all meet? Twitter. Twitter. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't want to put my... I kind of, you know, I kind of made Manny. Like, he's kind of... He's kind of my pro. <laughs> like, he kind of got into the business. Right, Manny? You can tell us. I don't want to embarrass you, you know, so... Yeah, I've said it. Yeah, I got in this business because of Joe Hobart. You know, oh, fuck. this business. I'm, I'm fucking around. Um, <laughs> industry. Yeah, yeah. Is is a fascinating thing. We, we spend a lot of time doing this, but I've actually not met two of the people on the screen with me right now at, at all. So it's, it's, I did see Charlie violently <laughs> running towards a, a building once. But I was weak. I was going the other way. So I, hey, what, 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 what was this? The, the progress show oh. that I that I was left. waiting outside left. Yeah, I was in a, I was in the pub. My friend the was almost in the show, so I was like trying to get there before he got in the show. So it looked like I was like really eager for this progress show. Yeah. So I was in the um, pub and I like I looked out the window and Charlie's like like just like, sprints around this corner like with desperation and urgency. I was like, oh, my God, who's opening? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just trying to catch my friend before he got in, and then the security let me in straight away. Anyway, so I was just like, so I rushed for nothing. Real. Okay, good shit. God bless, man. Yeah. You know, good stuff. But yeah, man, me, me not to. We've been uh... at so many shows. Like yeah. me and Joe have been at so many shows, like at the same time, but we've never crossed paths. <laughs> well, the thing about me and Monty's seen this in action is when I'm a, I'm like Batman at a wrestling show. <laughs> I, I, I like I find my position in the arena. I don't move after that. I don't make any sound. Yeah. I don't have a cape or anything, but I do just sort of sit there and watch the wrestling. People see, I mean, you, you hear people talking about this whole bit down there, you know. I don't move a muscle, folks. You know, Monty yeah. was signing autographs, and I, I don't even look at it. I don't even, I'm looking at the wrestling. Yeah, Joe, Joe's been known to just, he's in and out, watches the graps, you know, that's... That's how he does it, you know. He might go, he might go and grab himself a Pepsi Max, you know. But that's as that's as far as he travels, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've done the same thing with Alexia. We've been in the same shows and we just never yeah. met up. Oh yeah, God bless! Right. I mean, we'll, we'll do a big link up. Uh, I think the manager. only person from rest, like that like does wrestle pure stuff that I've actually met was Murph at Forbidden Door, and we literally crossed paths accidentally. <laughs> Like I was heading down towards media, and like he walked past, so I was just like, "Oh shit, Murph!" And it was like that was the only that's the only person from WrestleMania. Oh, and Alexia, obviously, duh. 
But yeah, of course. You're the basic sisters at this point, you know? Yeah, so. we go to a lot of shows yeah. together. You do. Which is hilarious because you're from different continents, you know? But, like, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, for, let's throw back, let's dive back into Dynamite and let's talk about Kenny Omega. Oh, shit. Uh, stopped by Alex Marvez, asked, uh, you know, what's his, what's his plans for Wembley, you know? And basically, Omega said next week, sitting down with Jim Ross and going to see what, you know, see what the future holds for him. So here, we, obviously, we assume we get more of like the Takeshita, Jericho, Callis, you know, see, see what kind of goes, how Kenny Omega plays into all this. Um, will he be tag teaming with somebody? Will he be going singles? You know, like, uh, we'll see what he's cooking there. But um, Jim Ross sitting down with Kenny Omega, just the idea of that popped me. Fucking huge. Oh, but I see you grinning. You know, JR back in the big time. <laughs> big man is back. <laughs> Legitimately, when I was watching Collision on that Sunday morning, when it came back and it had his graphic on the screen, I leapt. <laughs> I left driving and said, the big man is back. <laughs> Jim Ross was on commentary. Um, I think it's interesting the way they've kind of paced this presumed, like, Kenny Takesh to build, kind of build. Like, it's a, it's obviously there because the Don Callis thing is very, you know, that's been very present on TV. But it doesn't feel like they've given Takesh to the kind of momentum you, I'd like him to have before this match. Luckily, he's going to probably wrestle Kenny Omega for 80,000 people and that'll probably give him more momentum than any build ever could in the end, right? Like, it's one of those deals where get in the ring and you'll be fine. Uh, so, um, I, you know, I assume that's where they're going. I, I think it's been interesting the way they've kind of rolled it out. But uh, nonetheless, I'm glad to see another JR sit down. I hope they kind of do those, you know, somewhat regular. I thought they were great back in the day. So. Yeah. Manny, you were, you're hoping Kenny Omega's going to show up in like a suit or something? You know, sit down with Jim Ross like a like a business meeting. You know, it seems like the sort of he's not gonna do that. He's just gonna wear his retcon muscle tee or whatever. He hasn't put on a suit since he was the world champ. Oh God bless, man. Um, but yeah, we'll see where that's going. Charlie, you got any predictions of how this goes or what gets built to it? I think it's just going to set up the Takeshita match. At this point, I'd be very surprised if they do anything else at all in, unless they just combine the like the Takesta Omega and like the Jericho Osprey match and do it as a tag. That's the only other thing I can see happening. But that would be so fucking random at this point. So I would prefer them to be two singles matches. So I think it'd be I think they're gonna want Ibushi on. I think yeah. Kenny and Tony are gonna want Ibushi on all in. Oh, probably, and I yeah. think we might actually get some like uh, I think we'll get I think Kenny might do a tag match all in, to be honest. Um yeah. What, what do you think the match is? Golden Lovers versus who? Golden Lovers versus Takeshita and... Maybe it is. Maybe, maybe, maybe it might. In. Maybe it could, be, it could, probably could be more than a tag match. I don't know. We'll see, mm-hmm. you know. But um, but obviously the, the Takeshita part and the part of it, you know. It could yeah, be. Yeah. I don't know, man. But I, 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 I just, know. you know, if you did Takeshita and Jericho, and then you could do uh, Hangman Court of Osprey. Mm. Yes. Mm, I don't know. I think Jericho's got what he wants with that one. Yeah, probably. <laughs> According to reports. Anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm still not I'm still not 100% sold that this is going to be a singles match for Kenan. Um, as much yeah. as I'd absolutely adore to see him in Takeshita go 12 stars in Wembley, you know, mm-hmm. 
Um, I think I think we might be getting a tag match, which will be. I don't think it'll be equally as good, but I think it can still definitely be like very great, especially yeah. if um, Ibushi is utilized properly. Because let's be honest, he's uh, even those of you who have watched the Gleet matches. I think it's fair to say, at the very least, that he's a little rusty right now. You know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think if you want a Bushi on the card, then I think tagging with Omega will be kind of like how you do that because yeah. you don't want to do something like um, I think throwing a Bushi in there at Wembley, you know, like featured singles match would be like very dangerous. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, I think I think the Bushi factor is definitely one to look at when uh, talking about Kenny's potential match at All In. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's main event. Kyle Rashida, very happy to see a main event, you know, Anna Jay. Um, of course, and I believe Anna Jay's debut match in AW was against Shida, and that's kind of what they built on for this. And, mm-hmm. uh, no, Monty. It wasn't. It was Abaddon. Owned. Well, anyway, they were talking about, they, they built to this with, uh, you know, throughout the show with, you know, just mentioning how, you know, they've wrestled in the past and, you know, Anna Jay's came a long way since then. But, bro... I'll be honest. Uh, this main event was not good. It, I think it suffered from not having enough, not having the time to thought they were going to have as well. To be to be fair to the talent as well, mm-hmm. and obviously we all know she is great, and you know Anna Jay's, you know she she's had her good matches and she's had her bad matches. Very plot worth putting it. But um, in terms of this match, I was messaging Manny wasn't even watching, and I was just messaging Manny bamboozled by like um, this match because like I said it feels like they didn't have the time they thought they were going to have so they started the match and they're, they're just kind of they're pacing it in a way like they're going longer and I look at the clock and they're still kind of just like fucking around doing like almost like opening sequences and I look at the clock it's 57 bro you know <laughs> so I'm like get like you know pick it up pick it up pick it up pick it up and they never truly did you know and then obviously there was like the really like awkward finish with like um, Angelo yeah. Parker like sliding in, thinking he was going to break up. Because I think that's another thing that might have been like a time issue. Yeah, Maybe that was supposed mm-hmm. to be a spot where Anna J, you know, kicks out because of Angelo yeah. Parker, and then it leads to something else, something else, something else, and then you go to the finish. But this just felt like a start of a match that ended with a weird finish that didn't even yeah. go to an actual closing like stretch. You know, man. I just did not think this was good, and I think it wasn't completely on the talent either. So, um, you know, Shida, good to see her in the main event and see the women in the main event. Of course, it's another, um, you know, two weeks in a row. It's nice to see. But it just would have been a bit more ideal if they had a little bit more time to actually, you know, uh, or even just adjusted to the time a bit better, you know. Yeah. Obviously, the finish was somewhat unfortunate, but I don't know. Maybe I'm being harsh, Joe. I do want no, to say I, I texted Monty and said maybe he can't be that bad. I was trying to walk him down. Good for you, I man. Want to throw that um, it was pretty bad, unfortunately. Uh, <laughs> Anna Jay just doesn't have wrestling on TV at this point. Like I, that just is what it is. And you know if they if they're going to continue to run house show, which I know I've kind of halted since Collision. Ideally, they they could do some of those for wrestlers like her. I know she was on those, and people had fun with the way it looked, but. That's the only thing you get experience because right now she's just not really wrestling on this stage. Um, I know she has a dance background, but it genuinely is like watching. It's like a it's like a full on routine with Anna right now. You know, like there's no feel for it whatsoever. Um, it's just going like beat to beat, 
in a way that's like that has no grit or physicality or fire or emotion. It's just it's, she's just not there right now. Uh, and then that that is what it is. I mean, she's she's definitely plateaued, but she's still only what three years into the industry. Um, so mm-hmm. she shouldn't be wrestling on TV. I don't know what the alternative is. I I think Ring of Honor ideally is that alternative, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. There are obviously there's a handful of people in the division that would benefit from more time developed, but I have to be. T- I think Anna is at the top of that list. I just don't think she should be wrestling on TV at this point. And and that's again, it, you know, that's, that's that is what it is. But uh, putting her in the main event, I thought was kind of insane. And I, and I and I know that's a shitty take because we all want the women to be main event in more shows and be treated as a main event in the world type. But you know, like I don't think anyone saw this as the main event and thought that would be great because Anna's not there. She's not having great matches at this point. It is what it is. Um, wasn't very good. I hope they can kind of, you know, I hope the Wembley four-way is a hit and really gets over in the building and they can start building from there. Um, but, yeah, this wasn't good, unfortunately. It was just kind of like bizarre as well because you thought if you're going to book like a random title defense, you know, like normally you would do something that's like, you know, safe, like good, not safe, yeah. you're going to be like really good sort of thing and not like something like that, you know. And, um, you know, Anna Jay, she's definitely, she's had her ups and downs in AEW in terms of form, and she's definitely on a downer at the moment. I think it's uh, mm-hmm. pretty fair to say, and I do pretty much agree with basically everything Joe said. And um, just, uh, yeah, like, like I said, not entirely on the talent why this match didn't kind of go the way that it could have gone, you know. But, you know, there was definitely some issues in that department as well. So, yeah. Uh, can I, can I, from from someone looking from the outside in, can I just throw something out there? You think they just had this main event because of what happened last week, or in, in what way? What happened last? What the, the situation? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. I don't know. I think it's actually because I think the fact she won the belt in the main event. I think they kind of want to, you know, make the belt. It is a world title after all. I yeah. I think a lot of the problem with the women's division AEW has been as much as there are issues in terms of the creative intentions and input, a lot of it, I think is quality control. And just sometimes you have to be harsh yeah. and just say, this person's not really wrestling on TV, you know? And it's like, it doesn't mean they can never do it. It doesn't mean they're not got potential. Certainly I get the, you know, why you'd be intrigued by the prospects of Anna Jay, but she cannot be wrestling this match on TV. So she's just not ready to. Yeah. It's, it's, that's just, it's, it's plainly obvious, right? So anyone watches the show. So I don't know. Agreed. Yeah. Charlie, um, Got anything to add since me and Joe have just kind of <laughs> <laughs> No, it's pretty much nailed it to be honest. I don't really have anything else to add. I thought it like started solid and then it just kind of fell off very quickly and the finish was really weird. I don't know. I'm happy that the women are getting like the main event spots in that. Mm-hmm. But maybe they should choose wrestlers that can live up to oh. that spot right now. Yeah, main event wrestlers. And it's well, yeah. just not there. So Look, I mean and again, it's difficult because you don't want to be... It's hard to focus on individuals without feeling inherently personal, yeah. which is never my intention when I do this this show. But, you know, I referenced it earlier. They, I think on next week's TV, they're doing the Bunny versus Britt Baker. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be coming on here for a review, and I pray it's good. I, but if it's bad, like, am I supposed to be surprised? It's seriously. You know, I just... I, I, I do find it to be slightly baffling on some level. Some yeah. of the some of the talent selection, and I get wanting to give everyone a chance to you know to shoot the ball on occasion, but 
Go be, go be selective. Go be selective. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> do you? I see. Okay. I understand why AEW don't put like the. Oh, I see your face. I'm not saying anything crazy, but like <laughs> I get scared when Manny talks on these subjects, you know. <laughs> so I can understand why Tony doesn't put all the best women like against each other for the title because like they don't have that many of them, like the elite wrestlers. So I feel like you're going to constantly be burning and having rematches and just beating people you don't want to beat because you want to protect the good workers you have. So he puts them in there with the people that aren't ready and you just get the product you have now, which is kind of weird. I think they have, I think they might be realistically like seven deep of good talent. And I don't know if you want to be burning through all those rematches and keep having them every time they, mm-hmm. they wrestle. So maybe you I'll have be- to you put in there with the energy and stuff like that. I, I think you're right, by the way. I think it's absolutely their mindset. So I think it's a good point. Yeah. But in this particular case, Look, she's not a soup worker or anything, but they set this up by having Anna beat Sky Blue. They didn't bear off just doing a baby face match with Sky Blue. Like, Sky yeah. Blue's a lot further ahead than Anna J, you know? So yeah. even like that, I feel it would have been a better play. Um, but you're not wrong. Certainly not. I think it's like... I think Manny's right in the sense of, like, that's how they see it, you yeah. know? Because mm-hmm. there's a lot of really solid workers in AEW's women's divisions, ROH's women's divisions that are like are really solid workers, but they just haven't been put. Um, they've never been spotlighted in really in their time in AEW. So it's like you yeah. kind of you know just forget. It's like bro, look what look what Collision's done with Mercedes Martinez, for example. You know, like she was she was gone. You know, like no one was talking yeah. about. I know what. No, everyone kind of like forgot about her pretty much. You know, I mean. Uh, she comes back and he's like, "Oh, that's Mercedes Martinez." You know what I mean? Like she can, she can do this stuff. Like she can wrestle matches and all be solid. Like she's a vet in there, bro. Like she can do the dance, you know. Um, and obviously, you know, there's there's other women as well. But like Martinez is a really good example of like if you just give some of these women a ball, bro, they can do the thing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. I mean, the obvious is on. Yeah, like I'm always hesitant to bring it up because it's so obvious and especially coming from me, but like they've got to get Athena in the ball game. I mean, it's just yeah. it's and I totally get she's the ring of honor champ, and I'm sure they're moving pieces that I'm not aware of. But she genuinely is the best, you know, woman's wrestler in the States right now. Mm-hmm. And we're having this conversation about again, with all respect, we're talking about how Anna Jay fared in a main event on TV. It's like that's the wrong way around, you know? Like yeah. Anna Jay will be better served wrestling on Honor Club, finding herself as a wrestler. The 16-year pro <laughs> Athena should be yes. closing your TV, and that it's really that simple. Um, so hopefully they get there sooner or later. Yeah, I said it with WWE as well. Like when we've criticised their women's division, but I actually think like on paper both divisions have like more than enough talent to make a lot of good stuff work. You know, but. Um, it's just about like who you're gonna give the ball to, and if you're gonna give the ball to, no offense to her, but like if you're gonna give the ball to Anna Jay in your main event, then you're gonna get what you get, you know. Um, yeah. If you give it to Athena, oof, you know, it's uh, it's a different game. It's a different game. So, you know, again, Anna Jay definitely room to improve, and she's very young in her career. And we all, I think it's fair to say, we all hope that she does kind of like uh, find a good stride, and even if they do, you know. Let's be honest, they're probably not going to do the Ring of Honor thing with her, you know? Uh, but if they did, that'd be cool, you know? <laughs> seems like it's the point of it to me, you know? It's like, it seems like the whole purpose of Ring of Honor now, you, right? That's the yeah, best thing you can do. Really says you need Yuka back. It's another lot just gets forgotten, you know? Athena's been brought up, obviously. Riho always gets brought up. Emmy always gets brought up. Um, 
Someone mentioned Funda Rose. There's been some slight news about her we're going to get to after this. Uh, well, we finished the Dynamite review now, so let's talk about Funda Rose straight into the women's division. Um, Funda Rosa on her latest vlog dropped about, we've been live for two hours, so it dropped about three hours ago, I think. Uh, she's talking with Dr. Sampson and basically saying that, you know, you've made a lot of progress and I think it's something like next week in Greensboro, they're going to do like a five-minute trial match with her just to kind of troll how her back's going to like, take bumps and stuff, do you know what I mean, and see how she gets on with it and then go from there. Um, but uh, I think I think you said a fair estimation is about three weeks. So uh Funda Rosa man, she's been she's been down and up for a minute. And uh her back her back was seriously fucked up, um, which um in hindsight now just makes kind of like the uh the accusations of faking an injury. She didn't want to drop the belt like even more like wild than the were back then. Because even at that time, like I was never into like kind of the uh you know, like that anti Funda Rosa propaganda that was going around within the AW locker room mind and also kind of fucking leaking its way onto Twitter as well. Um, I, I thought that shit was so nasty, bro. I mean, like her being out for this long <laughs> after those sort of accusations, oh, she's faking mm-hmm. it. Funda Rosa's a gangster, man. You know, like she ain't, she ain't, she, she was wrestling with that bad of a fox back, you know, and, uh, Maybe she could have pushed just one more match or something with it. But, bro, look how long she's been out with what she did, you know? So, you know, um, but, yeah, three weeks, fingers crossed, within the next three weeks or around three weeks, four weeks, we should be seeing Funda Rosa back. And, you know, if anyone if anyone gets any recordings of the five-minute match she has in Greensboro, if it's uh, in front of a crowd, then, uh, you know, send me some recordings. I want to see how she's looking because... <laughs> I'm a fan of Funda Rosa, man. Um, yeah. I think she's a good wrestler, but I don't think all of her matches were good, especially towards the tail end of that run. Yes. She was dealing with injuries and she had a couple of awkward matchups and stuff like that. So um, I hope she hits the ground running when she comes back because I am a big fan of Funda Rosa. I do really like her. So, um, yeah, Charlie, what would you like to see Funda Rosa do if she does come back soon within the next month? I'd like to see her as like one of the main focal points of Collision because I feel like she's the type of wrestler that that women's division could really be built around and like mm-hmm. her and Chris Statland having like an, an extended feud on Collision I feel like could be really good for both the show and for both the women like I just I just wanted to see her put in prominent positions again but like in a way that like ben, like that works for her as a wrestler because of like a lot of her AEW run to start with felt like it was like to prop up Britt Baker like at some points of it. So I don't know. I just I just hope that she comes back healthy and like she starts having good matches again. Cause I enjoyed a lot of her work. Like towards the end like of her like first run, it was like hit or miss, but it was what it was. She was injured, so can't really help that. Yeah. Uh but you reckon uh you think Funda Rose will come back and be a big player? She certainly can be. Uh, she's very much capable of it, you know, in ring. And, and I think there's certainly a story to tell, right? Like there's there's room to to bring her back and present her as being spiteful and jealous and kind of vicious about how things panned out. And I don't mean in like a work shoot way. I just mean in the sense that I was the champ, you know, and an awful lot has changed, but I never lost that belt. Granted, you have to be very careful with the real world's, the real world's champion overlap there. You know, be tread lightly with that because you don't have too much of that shit going on there. But... In, in concept, right? It's the idea of you forgot me and I'm, I never even got beat. I'm, I'm still the best in this division. 
have a work heel. Let her be physical with you know within reason. Um, <laughs> yeah, of course. Within yeah. a way that works for the people that she's wrestling, obviously, as always. But um, it certainly feels like that's how you should bring her back, right? It doesn't feel like she should come back as just like a smiling baby face. But she should be like ruthless and mean, yeah. and be beating the shit out of people. Give her some squash matches where she she mows people. Like there's, there's something to be done there. So <clears throat> I like Thunder Rosa as a talent a lot. She definitely, the deeper she got into her run, the more her kind of frailties were apparent. And that may very well be a, uh, you know, that that probably reflects the injury, no doubt. But I do also think you saw, like, some of her limitations to work, right? It is what it is. But she's very, very capable. She had some really good matches. Um, hopefully I, she can, you know, hit more than miss on the, on the return. I certainly hope I've so. I've got this feeling. And this is literally just a feeling. Like, no one's told me this or anything, but I've just got this feeling like that Mercedes Martinez, the Diamante tag team that seemingly has came together, yeah. may be leading into something of a factor for Thunder Rosa. The um, outcasts. The real, <laughs> the real outcasts. Peace. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I could definitely see that. And the idea of that does fire me up, I can't lie, you know. Um, Mm-hmm. But yeah, maybe Manny, you know, you've uh, you've been a critic of Thunder Rosa in in uh in the past. Are you willing to give her another chance when she comes back? Yeah, <clears throat> she'll be on collision. I'll give her another chance. I'll see what, what <laughs> I'll see what Punk cooks up, you know. Oh. Hey man. That's all we I'll take it. I'll take it. Let's move on before he changes his mind. Trita <laughs> brought Rosa into the company, Natural Feud. Uh, Maz from 84 with the 199 Super Chat. I appreciate you. Yeah, man, that's um, natural for many reasons. Like, there's reasons Joe just mentioned, and there's this as well. You know, you can build kind yeah. of a like, more of a laid story by telling the story of what Mazfan has just mentioned. So um, I think Hill Rosa working with Willow, I think, has real potential. It'd be a very oh, yeah. physical match. I think the people could really get into, you know, like a heel that can really be physical will. I think we've seen how that can work with the, with the live crowds, right? Yeah. So I think mean, that has potential for sure. Yeah, man. Yeah, man, definitely. So, uh, yeah, I think it's fair to say that I personally, at least, am very forward up to see Thunder Rose about. Big mm-hmm. fan. Big fan. Wishing her all the best. And uh, I think she's been missed, you know? She's been missed. So. Looking, uh, looking to see what TK's got lined up for her or Punk on Collision or whoever's going to be like really helping her out with her creative and direction when she comes mm-hmm. back. And hopefully she does actually come back within three weeks like yeah. Dr. Thompson seems to be hoping for. Maybe that could be just to throw us off on the blog and she shows up at Wembley or some shit, you know? Yeah. Um, I think that's in the works as well. So um, we'll see where it goes, I guess. And uh, <laughs> another person potentially nearing a comeback from injury, or not even an injury, actually. A pretty scary illness, it sounds like, from uh, Sean Rossap, at least. Uh, Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt is reportedly nearing a WWE return, and there is tentative plans in place just in case he does get cleared soon. So, um, you know, time to get on the gravy train with Bray Wyatt again, people, you know. I'm, uh, you know, he's, he's a divisive character, but I'm all in. I'm all in on Bray Wyatt coming back for to the Federation, you know, because of the podcast content that I can yes. potentially get out of it. Nothing more, nothing less, you know. It's uh, people are already starting, you know. <laughs> they, they know, they know. The people know, bro. They know. The contrarian. 
It's amazing that the most relevant LNG clip ever is the one I'm not in. What an incredible <laughs> rib that is. By you the liar, Cody Rhodes, when he does that. Before we, we will have our fun here because, of course, but it is worth noting that, you know, it's good to hear Bray's doing better, right? Because yeah. it sounds like it's been a scary situation. He's been out for oh, a while. Yeah, so. it's, um, yeah Sean, Sean, Sean done the update that I just gave, like, um, in the sense of, like, he's nearing a return. Then um, Sean tweeted shortly after, like, after today's update, it was explained to Fightful that the illness that Bray Wyatt is actively recovering from was both career and life-threatening. So uh, pretty serious stuff. It sounds well, yeah. pretty serious stuff. Clearly, it sounds like that Bray Wyatt was dealing with. We don't know exactly what it was, but um, right. you know, hopefully, hopefully he does get cleared soon and he's all yeah. good. And you know, because he's got a huge fan base, bro. People cool, like sure. to see him, and people people fuck with him, bro. And as much as we kind of pick apart and make jokes about him, you know, people people care about oh, the yeah. dude, man. And even you know? you know, beyond that, just I'm just delighted he's doing better because that's you know scary stuff. I mean, he's a young guy; mm-hmm. it's terrifying. So. Um, best best wishes to him, and hopefully he's back soon. From the wrestling podcast point of view, worldwide is about to get itself a new segment, and we're going to get back in our back in our, our fiend bag, and hopefully Uncle Howdy can return too. Because I still want to know what was happening with Uncle Howdy. You know, fascinating situation. I mean, I'm really. I love just... this. <laughs> then <Ken laughs> saying, I don't get this code. If you people picture a break, can anyone explain? Basically. It'll be really funny. <laughs> you know, yeah. so, the crazy person the colliding yeah. is yeah. It'll be the most bizarre, you know. Yeah. Just two guys will like podcast content. You know? Each other is incredible. Just like great the way Cody content. will sell, like him doing like the lip quiver and stuff when Bray mm-hmm. does these Bray things. You know, so I mean, I can there's pi- some potential there. I can picture Cody just like almost starting to go into tears when. When uh, Bray's like has the puppets or whatever shit that he does, and he has one of them dressed up as Dusty, and he's like, no, "Not my dad." And then you know he just starts running towards the back and look, looks for the funhouse or whatever. Man, as funny as it would be to see Cody feuding with the Fiend, I really do hope Bray comes back as the Eater of Worlds because that character is just so much better. But... What about Uncle Howdy? Uncle, I. Do... <laughs> I wonder what could be. No, but that is actually a real thing to ask. Like, what about Uncle Howdy, bro? Because as far as we know, it is Bo Dallas. You know, it's, it's Bo Dallas, bro. Like, he got he got re-signed. He's back. He's Bo. They got him doing this Uncle Howdy bullshit. He's like, if Bray, what what what, what happens to Uncle Howdy slash Bo Dallas, bro? What happens to? Well, him? I fired up the two K game the other day and saw they'd added they'd added Uncle Howdy as a playable character and like. <laughs> Honestly, he had a heart attack. I was just in awe of the idea of this. Like, did he have a match? He never wrestled, right? No, he just jumped or something. He has, missed. He has like 85 overall. He has a higher overall than Cole Anderson or some shit. I was like, this is crazy. So anyway, um, I don't know. I mean, hopefully if they do the Cody feud. I'm looking. You can get that thing to Mania. You could do the mixed tag with Brandy and Alexa, right? So I'm, I'm looking big picture here. I'm looking big. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Isn't, a, isn't she? Isn't she pregnant? You know, so next, what's I'm many, many. I'm looking in for next year. We have to give everything time, you know. So 2025. No, 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 don't worry. <laughs> next year. <laughs> God, sake. don't worry. It's not gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> Man, he's like looking at his calendar. Like, well, hold on. Man. Well, because I'm, I'm trying to find <laughs> out how this, how that works. Like, you know, I thought. What do you mean? 
And then, like, you have to do, right. like... Hold up. Pause. Stop. Stop the whole show. Okay. You are correct. Pregnancy last nine months. But she realized, like, this, she's not starting from, like, today because we should have podcast. She's pretty deep in the process, you know? Yeah, she's got the gender. She's, you know, she's... I think she's, like, five, six months pregnant, right? Yeah. <laughs> many, many things she, she announced in advance, like, a year in advance. <laughs> Lock me in, you know? Yeah, I, I, to be clear, I don't know, obviously, I, I don't know what, yeah. yes, I, I want to be very clear in saying that I am not here reporting that Alexa Bliss will be back by WrestleMania, it's not my, do not, do not credit me with that ringside news, um, I was simply having fun at the idea of that being Cody's WrestleMania yeah. match. There are two well, nights now, folks, there are two nights. Speaking of uh, people, you know, uh, who are enjoying some victories in their personal life, oh, yeah. like Alexa Bliss, Rhea Ripley. And Buddy Matthews got engaged. Yeah. How how wow. lovely how lovely is that? Of course, the dumb jokes were flooding in, but you know, yeah. I don't think yeah. I don't think Buddy's going to be too affected by those these days. You know, maybe you know, maybe it'll be a little cotton you know. But yeah. hey, man, he, he, he bagged that. He bagged he bagged his woman, man. He bagged his woman. Good for them. Congratulations yeah. on the WrestlePurist universe. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, man. Well, else, uh, Charlie, of course, we've mentioned how you've subjected yourself through uh, the entirety of these G1 blocks. Yes. And uh, since Don't Go Alive was on Tuesday, they're not going to mm-hmm. be touching on Pure again until next year. Though. So I guess if you want to mention anything that have been any standouts or anything that's popped you in particular, anything that's stunk in particular, and, uh, you know, kind of lead us in before we plug your feature again and get out of there. Well, the quarterfinal matches were today. And if you watch anything from that show, watch Okada versus Zack Sabre Jr. Because it main evented and it was fucking awesome. And it was, yeah, like, honestly, three out, I enjoyed three out of four of the quarterfinal matches. And I only went in expecting to enjoy two out of four. So I said that was a win. And the undercard was actually pretty enjoyable as well. Not that anyone watches the undercard, but. They're fun. When you're watching the shows live, Ishii though. and Tanahashi, yeah. That's so, sweet. Yeah. It was fucking awesome. I will say, I've hardly watched any of the G1, <laughs> but I did see Eddie's match with Finley from, yes. uh, was that Wednesday or Tuesday? Whenever, whatever day yeah, that was. That was I still not that, that. That's where I've got up to. Like, I need to I watch that feel, show when I'm on. I don't know what the takes are of this match. I haven't even seen like, the ratings for it. I actually had a really good match. I always had a really good match. So, yeah. So. I, I mean... I like both wrestlers, so it's not a surprise to anyone that I like the match, but I thought it was really good. I was just, I was extending the olive branch there. You know, I was, mm-hmm. I was making it clear there was other. Now, if you could do me a favor, Charlie, next time I bring up Uncle Howdy, if you could show the same enthusiasm. <laughs> yes. Like, if you could absolutely. say, oh, I love that match he had with, you know, like, that would be. But yeah, no. <laughs> it was good. I thought it was a really good match. David yeah, Finley versus Philosophy was also very good today. And the, yeah. there was shenanigans because, of course, there was, yeah, it was course, like yeah. United Empire versus Bullet Club. But if they do like a whole faction more born out of this match, I wouldn't be mad. It was it was pretty cool. All right. Um, I'm going to save that. Monty, I'm very disappointed in you. You didn't mention the big news. Team 3D is coming back. <laughs> oh, no. Where? Anyway. Oh, oh. Impact, well, it's not called TNA, but Impact, yeah. Impact 1000 or whatever the fuck. Yeah, uh, oh, like just as a guest spot, you mean? Like just, mm-hmm. just I, think so. I think that's what it's going to be. Yeah. Devon can't wrestle, bro. Devon's like... Oh, he's fucked up. Yeah, yeah, he'd like die. 
you know? Well, Rick um, can wrestle with Devon can wrestle, you know. Yeah. Well, this is the thing. Rick is a fucking sicko, you know? Rick, yeah. Rick, Rick probably was told by many people. He also shouldn't have wrestled. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you he know. Team uh, 3D, hey, you have one more, new, two more new for the Bucks and uh, FD. <laughs> Maybe you could. No, stop it, man. Yeah, just, yeah, just, yeah. Just, I think you need to put that idea to bed, mate. No, but, um, I'm just saying, team, team 3D versus Edge and Christian. Oh, the bro, there the was Hardys. a Hardys match on the show we reviewed, and you got actively upset about it. Why are you trying to book Dave? <laughs> Dave on can't, Dave on can't do anything. Bless his heart. He's, oh, he's, he's got a lot of chair shots. Um, but yeah, uh, this is what I wanted to ask you, Charlie. Who have been like your MVPs of like, let's, let's just keep it as the blocks. No. Yeah. Um, and you don't have to keep it to those like one from each one. It's kind of say, like you're over, like, you know, like who have been like your MVPs of the first, you know, seventy five percent of this G one. Um. So Kaito Kiyomiya and Gabe Kidd had like standout performances for A Block, like because that was like full of young guys, but they just did fucking incredible work for the G one. They really made what like the opportunities they were given to them. Um, El Fantasmo had a really good G1 considering like the circumstances for him, like because he had a family member die literally just before he wrestled Okada. So um, he's had a really good G1. Obviously, Osprey is Osprey and Okada's Okada. Um, who else? C Block and D Block. Zack Sabre Jr. is just having an incredible year in general, to be honest. And again, had an awesome G1. And then C-Block, honestly, Hanare was, like, one of the big standouts for me because of, like, the matches he had were just fucking awesome. Like, oh, it, started, it started as, like, a bit, you know? Yeah. Like he's got the face tat and he's fucking growling and shit, you know? But he's fucking whacking people, so, like, all sickos are, like, popping for it. And as this, mm-hmm. like, um, as these matches go on for the G1, you know, like, hold on. He's fucking yeah. cooking, you know? <laughs> on a lesser level, we do have to mention Mad Mikey Nichols, too, who... Oh. Appeared to approach this trip as like a pursuit of brain damage, which is incredible. Mm. Way to look at professional wrestling. Every single match he walked over, and I was like, "Is he okay? Is Mikey all right?" He specifically came back into the chat to say, (laughs) (laughs) "I mean, fair, very fair." He wrestled just for the love of the game the entire G1. It was incredible. He wrestled like he wanted to get signed, um, but I don't think he's going to sign them. So I mean. They don't oh, sign anyone. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't sign Aussie Open, you know. <laughs> Put tag titles on them, you know. Build them up and just, you know. Um, but yeah, man, shout out Mikey Nichols, bro. He's fucking, he's an animal, mate. He's, an, he's a gangster. Um, Yota Suji, want to throw his yes. name out there as well. Fucking love like that guy, bro. Jesus. He, he, he's him. You know, <laughs> within like the next couple of years, yeah, like it should be within like the next like six to ten months. I think they should skyrocket Suji. He's been fucking incredible. The match he had with Gabe Kid was just like like the horseshit in the beginning was so good. Yeah, <laughs> Where he sent his twin brother yeah. out to just get battered. <laughs> like, it was, yeah, it was, it was an incredible spot. I'll just put the world thought on him now. Yeah, mid G one. He's already out, out you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Saying to be honest, especially like when you was watching it live, 
and you're seeing how the crowd are reacting to him, you're like, fuck, you've got an opportunity to do something here, you know? And obviously I get more that went like Ward stayed with Sonada. It was very like, it's still new in his reign and stuff. And uh, they really pulled the trigger on Sonada, so you gotta follow through yeah. with it, I guess. But it felt like they could have had something special on that night. Um yeah, But yeah, man, G one, it's been a an interesting G one, but there has been there has been some standout performances from people. So some people have been able to, you know, raise their stock whilst in this tournament and uh there's still some there's still some time to go and as we you know as it gets less saturated with more you know we've got less wrestlers in it now of course and we get into the semi-finals now probably only good matches left you know well yeah mm. evil is mm, evil's, so. <laughs> evil's, <still here>. evil's <laughs> gonna evil but you never know evil might just have a good match eventually you know just think you know eventually. What, I'm gonna, you know I'm, like, <laughs> I'm gonna i'm gonna roll back the years you know yeah. Before my before my body could bullshit. What a, what a sentence that was. You never know. Maybe Evil will just have a good match eventually. That's the best moment he could do. That was the most optimistic <laughs> he could. I couldn't do any better, folks. I mean, he tried his best. Right, this is what I, want to, um, what I want to end on. I was going to say trivia, but that's not the right word. Wake up. So, Joe, is that Orange Cassidy on your shirt? Joe, I'd like you to kind of go through and point out yeah. some of the names on this T-shirt for the people. So- we were doing this before the program here, so we, we believe this to be Orange Cassidy. The shades feels like the clue, yeah. which would mean this is Jake Hager here. We're which is also on your arm. Now, yeah, but he's also here, <laughs> which wouldn't really make sense with the mirror. Now, we have Sammy Guevara here with the tongue. We have uh, well, we got here. We got Lieber Bates. We got Santana and Ortiz, as you can see. I thought it was Eddie Kingston. No, Eddie Kingston wasn't an original, Manny. Uh, this is the belt here. And if I pull my my uh, collar, you may be able to see him. Kind of, mm-hmm. not really. You can kind of see Jericho. Kind of. He's got the belt over his shoulder. I don't know if you can make that up. Oh, but, okay. Because yeah. he was, you know, he was the first. He's at the top of the deal. Um, yeah. Peter Avalon is the big one here. Where am I looking here? Over here? Here? Somewhere around here? This side. This yeah. side. This side. This, this side. <laughs> Peter Avalon, who looks like Ravishing Rick Rude. So where's like Kenny and the book? They're, they're down here. But I'm not standing up for this. Stand up. <laughs> I know. My headset's too tight. I'm not standing. No, no, up. Okay, fine. That's, that's I've got um, awesome Kong is down here. I've just I've just noticed. So. Oh. Yeah. I'll take a. What I'll do is when I I'll take a picture of the whole shirt so you can see. It, rather than me standing up and trying to fucking point and I was trying to point while I was sitting down. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Fuck said not shirt. Bought the whole book. AEW original. You know. There's um, metal on it. <laughs> um, I think she is actually like legitimately. So I'll, I'll check after that. <laughs> yeah, I think everyone who was around originally was there. Is on there. All right, let's uh, let's wrap this up, man. Obviously, the plugs, plugs I want to do. Charlie's feature on the G1, as we've already mentioned, covering the whole of the G1 so far. The blocks, at least, anyway. Um, really good kind of breakdown of just what's been going on in the G1, what stood out, etc. Take it from someone who has actually sat through all of it, you know, I mean, Charlie, because, you know, as I've mentioned many times over the past few weeks, there's just been so many wrestlers and so many matches in this G1. So I doubt many people have actually sat through and watched everything, especially through, like, the lens of I'm going to write about this as well, you know, because um, that definitely does affect how you watch things, makes you more analytical, etc. Uh, this is just a really good piece on the G1. Um, so make sure you all go... And read through that. It's on our website now. You can find it on our Twitter page as well. And uh, Joe Hulbert. Joe Hulbert mm-hmm. has been very busy with the pen. Haven't you, John? You've been writing about, you've been writing about um, the revival. 
<laughs> you know? So I uh, I wanted to review the uh, famous is a ridiculous word I use for this match, but there's a particular match they had with Bobby Roode and Chad Gable that is somewhat talked about in our sicko circles. I wanted to review that, but I am deeply unwell. And so I instead decided to watch all of their TV matches before that and, you know, finally make it to the yeah, to it. <laughs> So to give you guys a, a kind of hint of the kind of content you're looking for here. So this includes matches on main event to absolute silence. Not that it changed when they get to Raw, they still wrestle with silence. But on Raw, we get a lumberjack match. We get a special guest referee match in which Kurt Hawkins is the best referee in WWE and actually sees all of the cheating and, <laughs> and fouls that occur along the way. Um, it's a fascinating time. Even if you're not interested in the four wrestlers and the matches, they may be worth a scroll just because I try my best to paint the picture of what was happening in WWE at the time. So, like, for example, one of their, their first match on Raw is on a double taping because it's Christmas. And it's the show where Vince and co come out and say they, they, uh, the, the fans are now in charge, you know, like, you guys are now in charge of creative. It's that show. So, um, an interesting time to say the least in WWE, a lot of bad stuff on raw and some good tag matches to absolute complete silence. These are the games we play. It's a very violent noise that Manny just made. <laughs> I've actually, I've actually seen that match you were talking about. Good enough. Because I remember everybody was talking about it. What time was the grin? I said, I watched this freaking match, and I watched it. It was really good. Well, that was very sincere, Manny. I don't know what you thought, Charlie, but I was pretty confident Manny was going to say it sucked. I was pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, I was so that was the lead in for it. Yeah. Yeah, Tremendous. Yeah, we'll be back. Uh, I'm not sure if the guys are doing on Purist tomorrow, but I'm sure we'll keep you updated on our Twitter account if so. And of course, we'll be back on Sunday with another episode of Ibu's uh, Face Off podcast where they will be debating the hot subjects of the week. And uh, if you haven't watched the first episode of that, then go and watch it because it is very uh, entertaining, you know? And um, good shit, man. So, again, we appreciate everyone who has stuck with us. Please like, subscribe, please hit the like button on the way out. Very much appreciated if you do so. We do need to get those likes up. Um, of course, subscribe if you haven't already. We appreciate all the super chats. Please turn on our post yes. notifications and we will catch you next time. Peace. Peace.